going to go deep. And I mean deep. And I mean touchdowns! Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq, only on 1350 ESPN. Welcome to the program. Go deep. I'm your host, Tariq. Join here with my produ- producer, Frenchie, broadcasting live from the Horizon Event Center Studios on 1350 ESPN. Got another fun show for you today. Uh, we'll talk uh, headlines in a second segment in about 12 minutes. Late draft reactions, MVP race uh, for the NBA, Aaron Rodgers, a boss or a baby, uh, and hockey heating up with about three or four more games left to go. My headphones are starting to slide on me a little bit, uh, but... I'll stick with you. We got Tavian Banks joining us again for his weekly bank on it statement in about 28 minutes. He was definitely wrong with his picks three through five on draft night. So our winner from last week, Kyle, uh, will be rewarded with his $25 gift card for Wingstop in the uh, second hour, I believe. Is that right, Frenchie? All right. Um, And so we'll talk with Kyle and uh, check in. He's a Vikings fan. So we'll also talk a little Rogers with him as well. Uh, Phone number 515-244-1350. That's 244-1350. We'll try to open up the phone lines throughout the show. Of course, we'll have comedian Dante Powell join us in the second hour with the Big O segment, along with Frenchie's D3 and 3. Uh, but joining us right now is the curator, curator of Hinterland and the recently announced Big Country Bass, Sam Summers. Uh, Sam, first, is is Rogers a boss or a baby? Is he making boss moves or he's making baby moves? Baby. Ball drama. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not a, uh, I'm, I'm not a Packers fan. So. Did you play youth uh, sports as a kid? Any football in your life, or were you just a punk skater? Um, I uh, I did baseball. Um, you know, I wasn't real great at it, though. I did, uh, you know, my, my sport was skateboarding. So Okay. Which is... You know, but back then, we didn't call it a sport. I was just about to say that. Back then, that, that was not a sport. You were a punk on the corner. No. no. Spray painting or whatnot. Uh, yeah, exactly. We, we unfortunately saw another uh, popular fest postponed this week. Uh, 835 just canceled, postponed again. Um, and I, I don't know if it's more of an identity crisis and trying to just rebrand themselves or obviously the uh, pandemic is a big part of everything that's happening right now. Uh, but yet you out here announcing another festival last week known as the Big Country Bash. Um, you know, you've been producing this for about, is it th- year three, year four for you now? Yeah, three years. You know, obviously there was the, the gap year last year. Um, but uh, yeah, this will it, it's. It's going back to the, the location I produced it the first time I did it, which was, you know, yeah, three years ago. So we're, we're taking it back to St. Charles um, and structuring it as like a, a two-day festival, which we heard people loud and clear um, last year or two years ago when we did a series. Um, we tried to split some of the show up just to try to take advantage of some of the talent. People really wanted to have it concentrated. And so we put it together. Um, you know, we, we set it up a lot like Hinterland where there's camping and um, you know, a campfire stage and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, we landed on 4th of July weekend, so um, we're, we're going to do uh, some some great fireworks both Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Uh, country fans obviously love America, and they love their 4th of July. Uh, and Absolutely. to have a, have a big country fest. And like you said, you know, uh, four years ago, maybe, um, Big Country Bash was at Living History Farms. So when it moved yeah. to St. Charles, you kind of took over the production I uh, moved to St. Yep. Charles. We had complaints of, oh, go back to Living History Farms. That was so perfect. Why do you keep breaking a be- good thing? Yep. Who the heck is Dan and Shay? Kane Brown? What kind of lineup is this? And then we had one of the most epic moments of the summer, which was talked about on national radio, of the crowd yep. singing along to Dan and Shay. 
Uh, and right. then, you know, and then you move it to downtown where they, they said they want it within town and do it as yep. a series so you can get more acts. Uh, and we get the complaints in and, you know, so people are never happy, but you did hear them loud, no. loud and clear. There were hundreds of yeah. people saying, Hey, yeah. go back to St. Charles. We're, we, we like Absolutely. that. Yeah. And you, you can't, you know, you gotta, there's, you can't make everybody happy. Obviously, yep. you know that exactly. So like, you just have to look and, and see what, um, you know, the vast majority of people want. Um, and, and it, and, you know, we definitely saw that people wanted to see that, you know, festival structure where they can get all those bands all day long, you know, for a cheaper price, um, and then be able to camp and make a weekend out of it, uh, you know, with their families or friends or whatever. So, um, you know, we, we know like 4th of July announcing kind of late here and I, there, some people may have plans already, but you know, that's why we added things like fireworks so we can really make it, you know, um, a great 4th of July weekend for everyone. So, yeah. And, um, you know, you got a great lineup. Some of these are kind of rescheduled from last year, but to have them all mm-hmm. on the same day, I know, I know the festival style is probably more fun for you than the series. Uh, I don't know yeah. if, it's, if it's as profitable or, you know, not having to set up the stage each time is better for you. Uh, but obviously for the fans, for me as a consumer, a, a lover of live music, being out yeah. there and especially that St. Charles location, Avenue of the Saints, where you do Hinterland, uh, such a uh, euphoric vibe out there and just calm and peaceful uh, to yep. have acts like Lee Bryce, Scotty McCrary. And as you mentioned, it's two days. So I'm assuming Friday starts a little later in the day. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, Friday is like the evening. Um, and that's the, the Lee Bryce day, Scotty McCreary, Jordan Davis, Cam. And then uh, the Saturday is the, the all day. So um, it's the one you pace yourself for. But yeah, that's yeah. Where we have basically, we have co-headline on, on the Friday. So we have um, John Party um, and Brett Young. On Saturday. So, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then like Eli Young band and um, yeah, I mean, it fills in pretty strong. Tyler Farr, uh, uh, Ingrid. Ingrid oh my yeah. God. I love Ingrid. You know, somehow so she's good. a country fan growing up around me working at the radio station, which I don't understand <laughs> or believe in. Uh, but yeah, yeah. that one's like internet, you know, like it, she's on all the playlists and everything. So um, people like my, my wife was telling me, you know, that she liked that as well. So I think it's just discovered on online. So yeah, and it's crazy. I started off by talking about how 8035 postponed, you know, Coachella mm-hmm. postponed. Uh, so many big festivals this year is uh, just saying no, not even taking that option. Um, you know, I'm headed, yeah. to, I'm headed to Vegas in two weeks and EDC postponed. Uh, but here you are dropping another uh, another festival this summer. And obviously at Have News Saints, there's plenty of space out there. Uh, but how yeah. are you able to work with these artists to still get them on the road, uh, knowing that, you know, it's it's difficult right now. And it's probably a premium, right. premium for these artists yep. because they don't have the routes. Yeah, exactly. A lot goes into it. You know, um, this one we booked kind of, uh, last minute we, we decided we wanted to go forth with, with this weekend and there was some great avails out there. So, um, but, but typically when you're booking a festival, um, you know, you're booking it the year before, so you're making decisions, um, you know, uh, uh you know, eight to 12 months out. And yeah. so, you know, when a festival like Hinterland or 835 is, is booking, you know, we're, you know, especially last year, we're looking forward and we're seeing like, we, we have no idea where you're going to be. Um, so it's, it's, <clears throat> it's tough to make those um, predictions. You know, we, with, with the country festival, we're going off data from like a month ago, two months ago, yeah. which is when we started booking this and getting it together. So, yeah, and I, I feel um, like that's how 2021 yeah. will be. A lot of last minute. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. You, you're going to be so surprised by the stuff that gets announced here in like the next, <laughs> you know, three months. It's, it's just, it's blowing my mind, the stuff that's on our calendar, you know, like, yeah big arena bands wanting to do small club shows and just people are, you know, 
you know, fans are excited to go see shows again, but artists, you know, the ones that truly love playing music, want to get out and play no matter what. It's 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 really just about getting out and playing for their fans. And so, um, yeah, you're there's going to be no shortage of amazing shows announced in the next three months. Joined here with Sam Summers, uh, creator of Hinterland, producer of Big Country Bash, Up Downs, Woolies. Out of all your ventures, man, you got a lot going on. Um, including your family. If I took Henderland out of it, because I know that's your baby, uh, which one, mm-hmm. of, which one of the rest of the pile is kind of your favorite, uh, still feels like a hobby and not work. <laughs> well, this is a, a new one. I've actually, um, so I bought some farmland. And I've been doing some hobby farming. Oh, wow. Which has really turned into, you know, a full-time job, especially this time of year. Yeah. Um, you know, like last night I was down plowing a field until about, uh, 1 a, 1 a.m., Uh, and, uh, you know, just getting stuff ready. So like, honestly, I'm enjoying that because it's not anything I've ever done, you know? So I think that's one thing during, during this whole, this break is I've, I've tried to prioritize things that I I want to do and like to do, um, Hinchland being one of them. Um, and so like, you know, I'm only going to do things I want to do. So, uh, that's, that's definitely, uh, something I'm focusing on now is, is, you know, working land and stuff. You become a commercial farmer. Uh, but <laughs> add another title. What am I going to do with all these crops? Yeah. I know. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Is there a festival coming on this land soon? Right. I mean, I feel like that's the yeah. only logical answer for this. Right. Yeah. You're going to be Absolutely. out here selling corn. You work too hard, man. Uh, so uh, with everything else going on, is it is it safe to assume that we can wait another year for like Nightfall on the River and some of those smaller events? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, um, Nightfall uh, is on city property and we just didn't know until very recently that it was going to be available and we could do stuff. And honestly, they're not putting up the canopy this year. So oh, wow. that makes it difficult to do shows at Brenton. Yeah. Um, no cover. But yeah, I mean, there'll be a few more shows announced at waterworks. Some of them being those ones that'll blow your mind. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll focus back on, um, nightfall, uh, next year. Um, when we have a little bit more time to yeah. book stuff. Yeah, having that amphitheater at uh, Waterworks, it kind of makes me forget mm-hmm. about Nightfall a little bit because you can yeah. have, you can have bigger shows there, uh, but it still feels like I'm downtown. Absolutely, uh, yeah. That's the nice thing about Waterworks Park is like you've got what fifteen hundred acres and yeah. you know basically downtown Des Moines, which is the original reason we we scheduled Hensland to be there. Obviously, the the flooding didn't work for us, but you know it, it does work for a single day event. Yeah, and uh, anything else you got up, coming up on the radar? I heard great things about uh, movies. Movies, yeah. you guys added some extra slots, so I had a lot of friends who were uh, excited yep. about that and able to get in. I, I didn't realize how how wild and crazy people are for that type of stuff. You know, people coming dressed yeah. up and, uh, uh, you know, fighting over <laughs> slots. Um, right. <laughs> became aggressive uh, for a burger. That one's actually turned into a, a pretty good relationship, and, um, you know, uh, we, we have up down locations and, and a few different markets. And so we're actually going to do that, um, in Oklahoma city and, uh, up in Milwaukee as well. We're just trying to time it around playoffs. Um, obviously we don't have to worry about that in Oklahoma city, but you know, up in, up in Milwaukee, <laughs> shots, uh, shots thrown, <laughs> shots <yeah. fired. laughs> uh, up in, up in Milwaukee, we, you know, we may be waiting till July. We'll see. Yeah, Milwaukee, man. I was watching something where they were outside of the Bucks Arena um, watching the Kentucky Derby, people all over the streets, and they showed a, really? commercial, showed a commercial with uh, with Favre, and the whole crowd booed. I, I've got, <laughs> you know, I've seen them turn on Favre like that, but not this quick. Uh, you're, oh, you're not a Packers man. fan, right? No, 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 <laughs> no. 
Yeah, I am not a Packers fan. I'm not really a fan of any team in particular, but I'm, you know, I, I can't. It's just the obnoxiousness of some of the Packers fans is too much for me. Yeah, is so. is I, I I feel like Favre is or Rogers is being slightly a baby. Uh, but then I'm, yes, I'm 100%. Yeah, yeah. Are you, you agree with that? Like, you, I get yeah, that dude. if they haven't been treating you right. And last year, they should have picked someone to help you instead of your backup. Uh, but there's better yeah. ways about this, right? Yeah. It, I mean, to me, it's all drama, right? Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in the drama. Yeah. No matter what sport, right? Yep. yep. I want to see stats and I want to watch the, the game, you yeah. know? And he was so. MVP last year, so he doesn't have anything to prove. He can have a chip no. on his shoulder without saying anything. We don't have to know about his dating life, although with social media, it's hard not to. So I can't say that's why he's different than Favre there. But, uh, you know, it's not just that he's dating anyone. It's Danica Patrick. It's, you know, <laughs> it's yep. be seen. Olivia Munn. Absolutely. Uh, so I, yep. But, but I, I think, you know, a person like Rodgers goes to the 49ers and now the 49ers are the, are the Buccaneers of last year. You know, they're, they're now a, a tough team. Uh, answer right. that for me. If, if Rodgers left the, that division, the NFC North, mm-hmm. who becomes the best quarterback in that division? You got Cousins, you got Fields. Um, uh, I'm going to take Fields just because I like, you know, just the potential. Yeah, um, yeah you got to go you know, for that. And if I'm going to pick a Midwest team, you know, obviously the Chiefs are really fun to watch. Um, but I, if I'm going to pick a Midwest team, like I like I like the Bears. The Bears. Especially with Montgomery over there. Yeah, so. and hopefully they actually have a shot now. You see the Knicks now getting yep. a winning season. Hopefully the Bears can come back and win a playoff game. Absolutely. It'll be fun to watch either way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The potential. Yep. And same with the Nets going to San Francisco. Uh, Yep. I'm going to look at the bummer for uh, Halliburton. uh, Oh, yeah. The Kings. Season. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's rough. And and especially in that market, man. I wish he would, you know, I know he's killing it out there, but I would love to see him on another team in a bigger market where he gets a little more exposure. Uh, Yeah. Well, he's just got so many great young players and, you know, and shooters on that team. It's tough to stick out because you got. All these other players, you know, on a, on a on a good day, they'll get 20, 30 points. You know, you know, you got Barnes and Jaron Fox. It's tough to, to have a great stat line, and comparatively, when you're when you're playing with those kind of players, yeah, I, I'd like to see him, you know, go do his own thing somewhere. But yeah, yeah, somewhere. Maybe maybe he'll stay with Kings, and some of those other guys will move on. Yeah, and and like you said, they do have a young team, so they should be mm-hmm. uh, eight seed, nine seed, play-in team type of team. But there's the West has a lot of those play-in teams, mm-hmm. right now, including the Lakers and the Warriors, which is funny. Yeah, they they may be a play-in though. Like they're they're battling right now with um, who's the, uh, the, the I think it's San Antonio. Yeah, um, the bottom has the last seed, and then you got you know uh, the Pelicans and Kings vying for it. So okay, so there's the, we'll there's see. The hope, yeah, they're the one team who's okay with the play-in game. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're four four wins straight, but unfortunately, Halliburton's not going to be joining them on the court. So. Yeah, and they need them. They need them. I know. Uh, BigCountryBash.com. Uh, I believe the ninety nine dollar two day special is over with or sold out. Is no, that it's correct? still going. That'll go oh. till that'll go till the end of May. Wow. Yep. So ninety nine dollars covers two days, basically fifty dollars yep. a day for all those acts. Uh, goes to the end of May Absolutely. if you get it. Okay. All right. So hop online. BigCountryBash.com. Also HinterlandIowa.com. Is that correct? Yep. Uh, yeah, and still slight chance of getting on that wait list and tickets possibly opening up for Hinterland. I know a lot Absolutely. of people are Absolutely, we're, we're going to open up some tickets next week. Oh um, wow! Yeah, so um, we're we'll, we'll make that announcement. Um, you know, next week it's we'll, we'll be working through our wait list though. So um, I would say uh, if you're if you're interested, jump on our wait list. Yeah, so. right now, Hinterlandiowa.com. Yep. He is Farmer Sam Summers. <laughs> out there 
out there plow until 1 a.m what the heck are you doing man when your life is all over the place i, I mean i'm I listening to these john party songs i'm just doing yeah. what i'm supposed to do <laughs> yeah. getting in your country mode i better not see you out there yeah. with a hat on cowboy hat on yeah out there. absolutely <laughs> yeah dirty boots hey, yep i uh, appreciate you joining us monthly man we look forward to talking to you ne- next month cool all right yeah sounds good we'll talk to you soon yeah have a great weekend you too sam is out here plumbing plowing fields I, I told you one time I saw him at nightfall on a river. I walk in, you know, I see Josh Hewitt. He lets me in and I look over to get a beer from the beer tub and Sam's bartending the beer tub. It's like, bruh, you got 18 jobs plus every person I know is trying to get you in a meeting and you're out here bartending. You're out here plowing fields till 1 a.m. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with some headlines right after this. Let's go deep. 1350 ESPN. You're tuned in to Go Deep, 1350 ESPN. Chris Paul must have heard me talking about him, uh, you know, about a month and a half ago. Me, Frenchie, and Dante arguing about Chris Paul. Me saying that, yeah, if we're standing there picking pickup ball, I'm picking Chris Paul over Tony Parker every single day of the week. But if I'm looking at the all-time list right now, I got to put Tony Parker ahead of him because of the rings. Well, here we got Chris Paul vying for a MVP spot as his sons are in the playoffs. Uh, Djokovic, I think, is still at the top of that. I mean, he had, what, 32 points in the first half last night. There was a bunch of NBA blowouts last night. Uh, but Chris Paul has been balling, balling out of control. He's been uh, balling. He's been balling left and right. And with a young team, uh, I don't think he'll even get close to the MVP race, but I got to put his name in it now. Obviously, Curry is still staggering in there. Embiid is still in the lead uh, right behind Joke. Um, but, and Dame, Dame, Dame time is, you know, a still, he's still Dame time. Uh, some people try to say, put Westbrook in, Westbrook in there. Uh, I, stats you have to, but I think it's more of a second half of the season. He wasn't doing this in the first half. Plus he was injured for a little while. Beals was doing this in the first half for Washington. Uh, but Chris Paul has been hooping, man. Uh, but Djokovic just so consistent assists, 15 assists, 34 points. Uh, you know, I thought he was gonna go for fifty last night. I don't even know what he finished with, but um, I, where you where are you sitting with this MVP race right now, man? I still I I love that Chris Paul's getting the respect because you know he's been the guy that's been on the cusp of MVP talks his entire career, and has only finished I think in the top five maybe once or twice. And man, I I love that he's getting some love, but also Devin Booker, yes. Devin Booker is averaging like 26 points a game. He's the face of the franchise. Like, I love what Chris Paul's doing for this team. But Devin Booker still is not getting the love he deserves. And I think he's getting the love somewhat. I, I was watching something where a player, current player, said, you know, um, if he was to have a one partner, it was actually uh, Dame, Damon Lillard. Uh, and he said if one partner in the league on a two-on-two, he's going KD. Uh, but then he named a few other players. He said if he was going uh, against Curry and LeBron, you know, another one of those players that he'd partner with, KD, uh, Devin Booker is one he mentioned, and possibly Embiid. Uh, so I, I think he gets the love from the players. I don't know. I, and I think it's more because of the market he's in, kind of like Halliburton, the conversation me and Sam were having. Uh, by the way, thanks to Sam Summers for joining us this, uh, this past segment, uh, letting us know that Hinderland tickets will go on sale again next week. Get on that wait list right now because everyone who's on a wait list will have first access next week when HinderlandIowa.com tickets go on sale. Uh, they sold out within three days uh, when they went on sale about a month and a half ago. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Sam dropping some bombs on us. Uh, 
Very breaking news. Also breaking news. Sam is out here plowing fields till 1 a.m. He bought he bought land and now he's farming till 1 a.m. Then waking up, booking woolies, running up down the bar in the East Village, his bar in the East Village. Uh, he's all over the place. And Hinterland and Big Country Bash. Big Country Bash is a, a big lineup. I, I Googled um, just Country Fest in the country the other day on someone else's computer so my cookies wouldn't be affected. And Big Country Bash was number two on that list because so many big country festivals have the one where Coachella is. Uh, I forget the name of it right now, but um, that one canceled this year. So this is this is big. Lee Bryce, John Party, Scotty McCrary, Brett Young, Jordan Davis, Ingrid. Uh, you know, family friendly out there in St. Charles, back to where we originally had it, where people complained when we're bringing it out there. And then now they're happy that it's going back there. So shout out to Sam Summers. But um, yeah, man, I, I Devin Booker, I think he's in a smaller market. And I also don't think that he's done it consistently enough throughout the season. He was injured again. That's what, that's the only reason why I can give it to Joke or Dame is because all season long, they've had the team on their back. Booker missed some games. Booker also has Chris Paul. Uh, Murray going down for Denver, I think, almost solidified it for Joke. Uh, but it, it kind of depends on where they land in the playoffs as well. Uh, but uh, it, we'll talk to Dante, comedian Dante Powell, about it in the second hour. Uh, but it's it's going to be a, a tight race. I think Joke, Dame, Embiid are probably the lead candidates and probably going to get all the votes. But uh, you got to you gotta look at Westbrook. You got to look at Chris Paul. You got to look at Booker. You got to look at Curry. Curry having an incredible April uh, and, and still going. Uh, but a lot of blowouts last night. Uh, you see the uh, nice little brawl in hockey? Oh, yes. Uh, 72 combined penalty minutes, five yes. minutes into the game. Yep. Ended with 141 uh, combined penalty, penalty minutes. Uh, but that's the reason why I watch the game. That's why I watch hockey. Uh, to hopefully see a game that has four or more goals and to see fights on fights on fights. So when you get into a game and the puck drops and then the gloves drop about a half a second after the puck hits the ice... It's going to be a good game, and especially when it's the Rangers and the Capitals. As a Flyers fan, I know the hate in this division, and usually it's the Flyers who are throwing the punches. So to see these two chumps going at it, uh, I loved it. And it, it, apparently it carried on from a previous uh, game early, last week, I believe, and they everyone who, who fought said we should have ended it last week, but it didn't get handled, so it had to get handled. And I love that. And I, I love in hockey, so I, I had no clue, but... Apparently, when you send your third line guys out for the opening <laughs> opening puck drop, the other team sends their third line out. They know it's going to be a fight. So apparently, we knew we were getting these penalty points or penalty penalty minutes before the rest of the crowd knew, or before I picked up on it. That's truly amazing, though. That oh, love it, love it. That's why you watch it. It's like it's like if NASCAR. You know, I hate to see bad accidents on NASCAR, but love to see a good accident on NASCAR. Or you know, like a, a crash or the excitement of two cars just bumping into it. It doesn't have to be a crash, but just the if we just had NASCAR where they were just hitting the friction back yeah, and forth. Yeah, just a little little aggression. Show me, you know, because I can't see them talking trash unless I can hear them on the radio. Um, you know, I I want to hear that 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 oomph about it. And hockey, you see it, you see it right away because they. They don't talk. They swing. And I love that. So uh, good good for hockey. I think we're a couple couple minutes away from, uh, or a couple games away from the playoffs. I think three or four more games before the playoffs. Something like that. The NBA and NHL is getting really good down the stretch here yep. the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's going to be a good time in Vegas in two weeks uh, with all the betting for playoffs going on. So I'm pretty excited about that. We got to talk Aaron Rodgers. We touched on it with Sam Summers. Uh, boss or baby is Aaron being a boss? About to have his way? I'll retire Send me to Denver, send me to Las Vegas, send me to San Francisco, the Bay Area where I played college, where I'm from. Uh, or is he being a baby? 
making baby moves, complaining, putting it out to the public. He claims he didn't want it to get out the day of the draft. The Packers claim they didn't want it to get out the day of the draft. Um, I know the Bears and Vikings and Lions love that it got out the day of the draft. Broncos probably love because they didn't go for a quarterback and it was peculiar, but it was also like, oh, makes sense. John Elway, Peyton Manning, John Elway, Aaron Rodgers, John Elway getting fired after this year if they don't if they don't win anything. So uh, why wouldn't the Broncos make that big move? Um, I, I would think that if it would have came out a month prior, the Packers could have got a lot more draft picks for him, a lot more certainty. Uh, so now they're not getting the the Broncos draft pick. They might get next year's draft pick, but they're going to get some players out of it if they trade with them. San Francisco, they can get a quarterback or they can stick with Jordan Love and get some defensive players. Um, there's a lot out there for the Packers if they decide they want to get rid of him. Man, I will say this much. It completely cracked me up when, um, you know, you you know Aaron Rodgers is mad. One, because you haven't gotten him any other weapons. You know, this team is really struggling to establish a number two receiver behind Devontae Adams. And Adams, top five receiver in the NFL, if not top three. But Aaron Rodgers has voiced publicly his displeasure. You have an opportunity to at least try and smooth it over, and you take a cornerback in the first round. Yeah, and we... uh, Well, because you take a quarterback at that point, I'm surprised they didn't take another quarterback. You know, instead of a cornerback, because at that point you're like, well, man, you hit us two hours before. But the problem is the Packers knew Aaron Rodgers wasn't happy. We knew Aaron Rodgers wasn't happy when Aaron Rodgers lost in the playoffs. He said it was a beautiful mystery of his his future with the Packers. We knew it was a beautiful mystery. We knew that they already they had a great relationship this past year. The first year it was kind of iffy. We know how hard it is to have a boss who's your age or younger. Uh, We we know how hard it is when you run the run the show in your office and then a new regime comes in and they're calling the shots and not giving you as much power. Uh, but what's it been uh, nine years, 10 years since the Packers have drafted a f- offensive player in the first not round, not named Jordan love, not named Jordan love. And so you finally do it and you draft my backup. So yeah, we got a problem. So now I got a chip on my shoulder. Now I just won MVP. Now you got to prove yourself to me. Uh, and apparently there wasn't enough, but uh, you know, Shefty said at some point, at some point, the Packers came to Rodgers uh, a few months ago and said, we p- might possibly trade you. And that's where he finally had enough. Uh, but imagine if this comes out two, three months ago. Uh, there could be a three-way trade where 49ers get uh, Rodgers. Uh, 49ers pick goes to Houston. Deshaun goes to Green Bay. Oh, we actually, Everyone's happy. Me and my fantasy football group made a tr- like a five-team trade where like, Tua and picks go to Houston. Deshaun goes to Miami with other picks going to Green Bay. Rogers going to Seattle. Um, Dak going, going to Green Bay and <laughs> oh, yeah. Wilson going to Dallas. Oh, wow. Wow. Or something That's like that. I don't remember I, what exactly the full complication was, but we, we put like five or six teams in there just to really shake things up and make it interesting. I mean, there's options. Even, even Jacksonville. If I was Jacksonville three months ago and knew that Packers were willing to deal Rodgers. Am I thinking about giving up that Trevor Lawrence pick? I, I personally am because I'm not completely sold on Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if Jacksonville would have done it. Aaron uh, Rodgers wouldn't have gone to Jacksonville. But, he wants to go somewhere with weapons. But with a salary cap of $100 million, I know some of that's coming to me, but I, if you can convince me in this meeting that you're going to bring me weapons, that I can say, hey, go get uh, Robinson from Chicago. Go get that running back. Go get this defensive guy. We got money to, and you're ready to win now. We got Urban Meyer, who's excited to win now. I'd be looking at that. 
I, I wouldn't think Rodgers want to go to Houston. No, no, I don't want. I don't want to give him that death sentence. I don't think he wants to go to Jets either. I don't want to follow Favre on that death sentence either. Uh, but there were opportunities out there. I would still love to see him with the Raiders. You know, so uh, uh, I I don't know where Rodgers ends up. I know he, I'm positive he's not going to play in this division anymore, uh, at least next year. Uh, but then who makes who becomes the best quarterback in this division? Uh, 515-244-1350, 244-1350. We'll try to open up the phone lines throughout the next two hours. Um, who becomes the best quarterback in this NFC North? Is it Cousins? Fields? Golf? Is Golf going to be the best quarterback in the NFC North next year if Rodgers leaves? Detroit? 515-244-1350. Let's go deep. We're going to take a quick break. Tavian Banks, right after this. It's time to take off and start building new memories. Fly DSM on over 20 nonstop flights to popular destinations like Las Vegas, LA, Denver, Nashville, and Miami. You deserve a vacation, and now is a great time to fly. Visit flydsm.com to explore travel destinations while reviewing health and safety tips to plan your next great adventure. Take off from the Des Moines International Airport and start making memories. Book today at flydsm.com. A car dealership that treats you well and gives you a good deal used to be something special. And people shouted about it. Kemna Auto in Fort Dodge views that as table stakes. We live in an information-intensive culture, and Kemna Auto knows that's the future of the auto industry. Great products, expert staff, and a true desire to consult with you on your next vehicle is how Kemna cares. Find out how careful consultation leads to a relationship you can trust for a lifetime. Visit Kemna Chevrolet Buick GMC in Fort Dodge or Google K-E-M-N-A-F-D now. I got the COVID-19 vaccine because it is my duty to keep my family, co-workers, and the citizens of Ankeny safe. I got the shot because I have a daughter at home with special needs. I got my COVID-19 shot to protect my family, my colleagues at the Johnston Police Department, and my community. I got my COVID-19 shot because I want to be part of the solution. I'm Helen Eddy, Director of the Polk County Health Department. Whatever your reason, show your shot, show you care visit immunizepoke.com did you miss wicket's world patrick mahomes continues to have the greatest life in the world he went from super bowl to super bowl he won an mvp in there he got engaged to his beautiful fitness model wife he had a baby now he gets a tackle and a guard in the off season i mean who's smiling more than patrick mahomes nobody. right now nobody Wicket's World with Mike Wicket, Fridays at noon on 1350 ESPN and the ESPN Des Moines Facebook page. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. Just telling Frenchie that the uh, the Chargers are going to give his Chiefs a run for the money here uh, coming up this season. Chargers, if they can stay healthy, they had a lot of injuries last year. Uh, but if they can stay healthy, I think they can give them a run for the money. Uh, but last segment, we we're talking Favre. Joined here with uh, former NFL scat back, three-time, three-time, three-time Gatorade Player of the Year. Ooh, say it three. You know, the, bo- the Booker T move. Uh, Tavian Banks, how you doing, sir? I'm awesome, man. Oh, you feeling good? You you awake this early? No, I'm always awake. Yeah, you, you're an old man. You probably get up at like old. 5 a.m., get your I Folgers. Do. I stretch, do. 
put your Epsom salt on. And hey, you, you gotta <laughs> go that far. Remove the mothballs from your <laughs> remove the mothballs from your <laughs> suit jacket. <laughs> right, I know, man. Uh, we're, yes. we're just talking to uh, Brett Favre, man, or uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, just saying, riddle me this, Batman: boss or baby? Is he making boss moves or baby moves right now? No, oh, boss. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. boss. Balls. Okay, you're the first one to say that. Everyone else is calling him a baby, but why? Why would you call him a baby? Well, I understand that the Packers have disrespected him for mm. the last at least six years, and yep. never more so than last year when they finally had a chance to draft an offensive yep. player for the first time in ten years, and they took his backup instead of mm. a weapon. Uh, and then again this year, they took a D back instead of yep. a weapon. Uh, but is, aren't there better ways to go about your business? Get traded? Get you know? Uh, two months ago, they could have had trades with Houston. They mm. could have went anywhere. Well, I know, like, for for you guys, you know, more times than not, all this stuff is already talked about oh, yeah. before it gets to media and everybody else. They knew he was pissed. Yeah, so <laughs> that, I'm sure they've already had several, you know, in-house or out-house, all types of meetings happen way before this time. You know what I mean? And none of those meetings obviously went well or going well or, or, or didn't happen. or whatever, and, and then now you're here where we're at right now. So I absolutely adore reading Onion headlines. I don't care about the articles, but this one, it's me or him, says unhinged Aaron Rodgers demanding Packers fire team custodian. Oh, yeah. He, you know, there's stories of him coming out and saying, oh, they let go of a, a receiver who had 15 catches in three years without my mm. approval. Uh, you know, little stuff like that, whatever. Yep. Uh, Aaron, I, I, and social media is a big part of it, and obviously yep. he has a, a public life, and he dates supermodels and Danica Patrick's types and uh, mm-hmm. So he's going to be in the media, but it, it just seems like he he's a somewhat a crybaby about the way he does it. But I am 100 percent. He's right. He's, he should yep. be gone. He should have said it uh, again. I think three months ago mm-hmm. they could have made a three way trade with San Francisco. Give yep. him Aaron and San Francisco pick goes to Houston and Deshaun goes to Green Bay. You know, yeah. it's yep. now we're sitting here where he said he didn't want it to come out on the day of the draft. The Packers said they didn't want it to come out on the day of draft. So who, who let it out? The Bears, the, the Vikings? Aaron's Aaron's camp. Uh, uh, any, I mean, it's always like a chess game with all, yeah, all this course. type of stuff that goes on. So you never know who let it out. Um, you, you know, there's never any telling. <laughs> yeah, but you never hear, you never even know who who let it out. It could have been the intern. Who, who knows? <laughs> where where can where can he most successfully go and seriously contend for the Super Bowl? I, I, me personally, I think San Francisco 49ers could be the Buccaneers of last year if he went there. Yeah, uh, but it depends on what they have to give up. But uh, I know Broncos are out there, Raiders. There's a lot of teams who could use him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eagles, we can, we can give up Jalen Hurts in a pick. Yeah, uh, where do you think he could be most successful anywhere in the league? Um, I mean, to be honest with you, you know, like again, was it the Packers even last year? They were a number one seed. He was MVP, number one seed. <laughs> that one one bad call by his coach going for a field right? goal instead of like trusting yep. your MVP to score. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you you have be very very disgruntled that obviously that that he is yeah i feel uh, like too, he's there you know what i mean because uh, the packers you know I, I feel like they they are right there like in a sense um even with their the roster that they have and everything like that but you know if you're 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 tired of what happened all these years and things like that you just you just went out that's what he's trying to do so i mean definitely like san francisco would be a great pick or a great you know like a, a new home team yeah. or a new home for him for sure but you know uh, it, again you just never know where where it's gonna end up or anything like that, you know. Have, unfortunately. And you, uh, obviously, uh, you may have not got to that point in your NFL career where you had the option, at least, to argue and say, "Nope, I'm, I want more. I'm leaving." Yeah. Uh, but do you do you see yourself being that? I, I'm always for the player. 
Mm. How do you think you would react in this situation if you're, you know, felt a little disrespected? And and rumors are that they came to him a few months ago and said that he may be traded, and that's where he mm -hmm. was done. Yep. Uh, how do you think you would react in this day and age? Did he ever, did he ever threaten to transfer while he was in Iowa because the boosters didn't give him enough money? Yeah, well, <laughs> we know Tavian did, but <laughs> give me more. I said six no, it's, Everybody's different, you know. Everybody has different situations. There's no no telling, you know, behind the scenes what's happening. You know, again, I'm, I'm sure that they have several talks way before it gets to all this type and everything that it's at right now. Um, so you don't know, like, you know, how long those talks have been happening, how many years he's been really disgruntled behind the scenes. You don't, you know, I mean, you, you have no idea. Like, he, he could just be at a point where, look, I'm not talking to these owners or, or ownership or, you know, the leadership in, in the Green Bay anymore. It, it, obviously, it could be at that point right now where he just doesn't feel like it anymore. Um, so it's just, you know, everybody's different. You know, agents could be saying stuff, family, you know, like anything is, anything is possible to happen. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's just hard to, to talk about somebody else's, like, situation or anything because you, you really don't know because anything could be happening. Oh, yeah, and, of course, the team's going to backtrack and say whatever they can, and mm -hmm. obviously they don't want him to go, but a part of – I, I, I kind of sense that they don't think Jordan Love is what they thought Jordan Love was also, mm -hmm. you know, because yep. – I'd at least be, you know, at least the Atlanta Falcons are like, yeah, if if someone offers enough for Julio, we got to listen, right? Oh, yeah. You know, yep. if I was the Packers, I'd be like, no, we want Aaron here. But, yeah, if there's an option out there, we got to listen. We do have, you know, in my head, I'm thinking we do have our number one pick oh, from yeah. last year, but I don't feel like they're comfortable with him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I probably you could probably say that just because you, you do see everything in practice. Yep. Um, you do see everything, like, in OTAs and everything like that, um, that – you know, media doesn't get to see or fans and, and, and you more, know, whoever else. It's more like than it. just looking like an athlete at practice, yeah. too. It's, it's getting the playbook, the system. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. You get the, you know, the coaches are around all the time. They're they're training, they're teaching, you know, like the the, the guys and stuff. So you're going to see them, you know, in, in the QB, you know, um, meeting room and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, I'm not speaking on it, you know. I just know, like, the situation. Sometimes, you know, the quarterback might not be picking up stuff fast enough and might not trust his arm they might not like you know internally all that type of stuff could be happening also yep. with kind of like with uh jared golf with uh the rams it kind of came out that yep you know when they traded him to detroit it was like oh well the coach never really liked him in practice he wasn't getting the system they had to dumb things down yep uh but if aaron Rodgers <laughs> leaves the nfc north who becomes the best quarterback you got cousins you got fields obviously jordan love with the packers or whoever they pick up uh and then you got jared golf who we just mentioned who becomes the best quarterback in that division when Rodgers leaves? Because I, I, I'm 99.9% sure that he will not play another game with the Packers, at least in the next five years. Yep. Probably 99.9. You know, you could tell, and obviously it's what we see in the media, but we, we could yep. tell that he's done. He's he's not playing there. It's kind of like oh, Deshaun yeah. Watson is not playing yep. in Houston, and they should have pulled the trigger three months yep. ago too. Yep. Uh, but uh, but who becomes the best quarterback in that division now? I, I mean, I'll go with golf. You oh, know. wow. The I, disrespect I just, I, to uh, the Vikings, huh? Yep, yep. <laughs> um, I think the Vikings have, you know, they had a little squad and stuff like that, too. But I, I, I just, I thought golf, you know, he just had had a bad deal. Yeah. You know, like in a sense, I, I still think he, he could be a great quarterback and, and going forward and stuff. It just, again, you need the right system, need the right coach, you need the right offense coordinator. You know, hopefully he he'll have that. No love for Nate Stanley? 
Um, who's Nate Stanley? Wow, <laughs> the great, the greatest Hawkeye to ever set foot on. Uh... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I, but you, I, but you can't tell us what team he plays for, can you? No, I, I don't I know. <laughs> I don't know either. He is a trash. He is a pro, or a practice squad quarterback for the Vikings, and he oh, is very awesome. blessed to feel that way because he should not be on a team. I mean, come hey, on. I'm Even with his best, little goatee, he still looks job like he's 14. In the NFL backup quarterback. I'm telling you. Oh yeah, yeah, backup running back. I too, I hear too. <laughs> Especially behind Fred Taylor, you don't have to worry about touching anything. No, back <laughs> running back, you still have to run, and you got eleven guys. Every time you touch the ball, you're trying to tap it. Yeah, that's true. You so. still got to spell, and especially in, in practice. You know on practice backup, backup quarterback, you ain't got to do nothing. You got a red uh, jersey for, on in practice. For practice, yep, and they not touching. Never you in get hit. <laughs> yep, that's true. That's you know true. I'll let Stanley say, let you know, or let him know that you say he's a bum. Um, <laughs> no, that's not that. I didn't say that. <laughs> Breaking news. Damien out here throwing shots. No, I did not. Uh, Happy for him, and he's continuing to keep playing. You know, I'll, I'll be back up any day. You, complete, you, you completely whiffed on your uh, three through five picks right? last week, man. Uh, completely ah. Luckily, the caller who called in, uh, they won $25 from you. Thanks, you lost me money. Uh, but their their five was wrong at three as well. They had yeah. uh, who did Fields. They have he had Fields going to yeah. San Francisco. And well, I told had... you that three pick was going to be something, yeah, something I different. I was, I was just trying to yeah, you got to get somebody. Yep, and yep. and uh, you know Frenchie was surprised that uh, Smith stayed on the on the board that long too. Yeah, I thought for sure he was going six. And my top five were correct. Because I knew that the Bengals were going to take Chase. Yeah, I, I I said that they, you know, the Bengals should take Oregon's offensive lineman, but because the Bengals are the Bengals, they're probably going to chase Chase. And what did they do? They get Chase, and it's just like, oh, was he even the best receiver at that point? But I I, I loved everyone who matched their, you know, Jalen Hurts got Smith, one of his old receivers. Uh, Tua got Waddle, one of his old receivers. Burrow got Chase, one of his old receivers. So if they had to go even somewhere. Lawrence got Travis Etienne, his old running back. Yeah, yep, yep, he did, which is. Odd because I think they're making a slot receiver because Robinson for Jacksonville has been had a great season last year. Yeah, I, uh, unless they're going like power dual threat running backs, I, I don't think we're going to see uh, one or the other stay at running back. Yeah, uh, Tavian, how before we let you go, how you feeling about your uh, your Bears, man? Um, you okay I'm with Bears? Bears? I'm not a Bears fan. Uh, come on, you're a Bears fan. You, no. you grew up you grew up right by the border. No. Kansas City Chiefs fan. Oh, of course you are. What the last three years? No, not not. This is this is back when you know Joe Montana was there. Uh, the good old know, Todd Blackledge You okay. know, back in my day. I forgot how old you are. Yeah. That's right. But where, where, were you a Chiefs fan before Montana got there? Before Marcus got there? Yes. You were. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. So then mm-hmm. we can call you a Chiefs fan. All right. All right. And uh, who did we ask you this? Do you think Buccaneers have a better chance of going back to the Super Bowl, or you think Chiefs? Uh, I think they both do. To be honest with you. Uh, I think they're both back. Uh, oh, well, I just, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't. <laughs> I who has a better? Go. Who has a better chance? Uh, I'm gonna say the Bucks. Um, just be, you know, putting a team together like that, and then you have about 98 percent of it coming back again. All 22 starters back. Yep. Yep. Unheard. Of. Um, so it's just, I mean, you, 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 you know, hopefully they they stay healthy. You know, um, again, it's another year. Uh, some of those guys are older, obviously too. So. Um, if they can stay healthy, you know, and then, the, you know, like they're under a system again of, of the same thing. So um, year two is definitely, you know, would look better than year one. So could yeah. be scary. 
could be real scary. And depending yep. on where uh, Rodgers ends up, AFC or NFC, uh, could definitely be scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is former NFL scat back, three-time, three-time, three-time Gatorade Player of the Year. I still only see two online, but he says three That's times. online. You believe everything online? I believe everything on the I got the hardware. Buddy. I can show you pictures. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everything. <laughs> I'm sure you carry him to work with you every day. <laughs> and no. former, former no. Hawkeye great, Tavian Banks, we appreciate you, man. All right. Uh, I always love that laugh. Man. We'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Three-time Gatorade Player of the Year, man. I, you know, that's that's pretty impressive to be the best player in the state three times in a row, in soccer, I think. Twice in soccer, once in football. Do you recall? I guess we should ask him. We. Do you recall? Was it twice in soccer? I thought it was three times in soccer oh, because wow. he makes the comment that he would have been four times if he hadn't gotten hurt. Yes, of course. That's that's his excuse for everything. If I didn't get hurt, I would be Aaron Rodgers of the running backs. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Tavian Banks, we appreciate you joining us. Go deep. I'm your host, Tyreek. Join my producer, Frenchie. 1350 ESPN. Talent. Tavian Banks, always giggling on the mic. Uh, former NFL scat back, three-time Gatorade Player of the Year. Uh, he thinks that Fields, or wait, did he say, no, he said Jared Goff will be the best quarterback in the NFC North if Rodgers leaves. Um, I, I, I think Cousins is getting disrespected. I would go with Fields just because of the potential. And uh, if we're talking right now, though, it's got to right be Kirk Cousins. It's, he's will, the only one of the group that's a consistent Pro Bowler. Well, but, but Goff is off the Super Bowl two years ago, three years ago. Yes, so, and he was trash ever since. Yeah, he had, but that could have been a system that could have been, you know, Kirk Cousins hasn't, he puts up numbers system the same way he was with Washington. Uh, he's accurate, but he's inconsistent. I don't know if I put my money on Kirk Cousins, but I feel like you have to. And I feel like there's probably some Vikings fans who feel either disrespected or hate Cousins enough to say that Fields is probably the best quarterback right off the bat in our division. I might even say Jordan Love over Cousins, but I haven't seen enough of him. But I know that he's played behind Rodgers for a year, so I got to assume that he has something there, even though I don't feel like the Packers assume he has anything there, the way they're trying to keep Rodgers. Uh, 515-244-1350, 244-1350. Who will be the best quarterback in the NFC East when? I'm not saying if. When Aaron Rodgers leaves this summer, who will be the best quarterback? Uh, Kyle Cousins seems like the easy answer. Golf, I, I guess. I, I just don't know what the Lions are going to be. And I, I should hit up Danger, uh, our buddy Danger, who works for the Ops. Big Lions fan. Um, anything, anytime I see anything Lions related, I send a screenshot to Danger. Uh, but I, I, I don't know what their coach is going to be. I know he was a good coach as a tight ends coach, as a special teams coach, as an offensive coach. He's going to bite their kneecaps. That's He's the important bite part. Kneecaps, and they went, they went gritty. They, I like their pick. You know, they, they lucked out because Bengals are the Bengals uh, and got uh, Sunu, Sul, Sul. Did I say his name right? Yeah, Panay Sewell. Sewell, there we go. Uh, uh, so th- they did what I think they should have done, um, and then they came back and got uh, went defense. So I think Detroit's going to be okay. Golf should be okay. They got Swift behind them. They got Galladay. Well, no, Galladay's in New York. That's Galladay what I was about to left, say is, yeah. who's he going to throw to outside of Hawkinson? I think Marvin Jones left. I think Galladay um, left. And Galladay couldn't stay healthy. I, I picked him up on so many fantasy teams every year, and he could never consistently. He would have, give me 40 points, 20 points, 20 points gone for four weeks, 20 points gone again. Uh, but, yes, I, I agree. Where Who are the weapons in Detroit? Uh, 515-244-1350. NFC North fans, hit me up. 515-244-1350. I, I think we have to say Cousins. Tavian says golf easily. Um, I would 
like to put my money, if I was a betting man and just betting who's going to end with a better season, I'm putting my money on Fields, I think. So I think. all three of their starting wide receivers are new additions. Who, who do we have? I'm going to read these names and tell me if you, I'm going to read you their top six starting at the bottom and tell me if you recognize any of these names. <laughs> um, Amon Ross St. Brown. He's a rookie. St. Brown, okay. Uh, Quintez Cephas. He's a second-year player, right? Drafted last year. Um, yes, in the fifth round. Yep. Victor Bolden Jr. Mm, no. no. It doesn't ring a bell. Khalif Raymond. Oh, no. Again, doesn't ring a bell. Tyrell Williams. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from Chargers? Yeah, played for the Chargers and then ah, got released that... by the Raiders because they gave him a contract. He couldn't do anything. Yeah, he got injured and he didn't. I mean, I, I feel bad for him because he's a good receiver. He's He can put up numbers and he's going to be a number one receiver there. So that's their number one. And their number two is Brashad Perriman. Perriman, okay, from uh, uh, Washington Jets. and then to the Jets. Yep. Yes. And but, Perriman's had a, a breakout season last year. But his breakout year was like 700 yards. Yeah, he also had the Jets offense. Yeah, now he's got the Lions offense. Yeah, which we don't know what it's going to be. I, I don't know what the Lions offense is going to be. And, I, I you know, that's where I, I can't fault Tavian for saying golf. Uh, obviously, it's a, a blinded, you know, uh, spray and pray. He's just shooting in the dark there. And that's what Tavian does because Tavian doesn't watch sports, apparently. Didn't know who uh, Stanley was. The Hawkeye great didn't know who Stanley was. And I don't think he was joking. I think he was joking when he said I was just joking. I don't think he really knew who Stanley was. Uh, but he 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 may not be wrong. Golf might be the best quarterback in the division at the end of the season, uh, depending on who or what the D Detroit Lions are. Uh, but I know if I'm anyone in that division, I am salivating at the idea of Rodgers leaving the division. I mean, in the last 10 years, who else has won that division? Vikings once, Bears once. I think Vikings maybe twice. Vikings a couple times because there were a couple down years, yeah. and there was a year Rodgers got hurt. He got hurt. They didn't make the playoffs maybe two times in the last eight years with him. Uh, but, man, he's been dominant in that division for so long. You got to be got to be real happy when someone like that leaves. Man, and imagine if they were to get him, like, a, not even another pro bowler, but just another, like, guy who can get 1,000 yards for you at wide receiver. Yeah. You, you look at what some of the great quarterbacks have done when they've had multiple weapons. Brady with, you know, this past year with two top receivers when he had Wes Welker and Randy Moss, Peyton Manning with Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. I mean, obviously you don't need guys that are both at that level, but you get another guy that can even just put up a thousand yards. Even after Anquan Bolden left the Cardinals, you had Larry Fitzgerald and Steve Breston and they were putting up numbers. I mean, and with a Rodgers, he can make anyone, he could make, have a Cobb give him a thousand yards. He could possibly have a Lazard give him a thousand yards. Uh, and and with the right quarterback, the Detroit Lions can make one of those players you listed off uh, a top receiver that we didn't know about because of the system and because of the quarterback and accuracy uh, and just having playing from behind and having to throw the ball. Man, uh, even but, if you were to get him like a Cooper Cup, well, it's just the it's just the idea of you making it seem like you try to get something for me, do something for me. It's it's, yeah. it's Deshaun Watson. You. You asked me for my advice, and then you went the complete opposite way and didn't even interview my advice. I feel disrespected. Russell Wilson, everyone else on their team, star quarterbacks, are giving advice to their scouting and their coaching and their front office about who to bring in. I'm not getting that opportunity. I feel disrespected. Aaron Rodgers, you have an opportunity to bring me a weapon. We have an early first-round pick. We have a great opportunity here. You're moving up, and you draft your first offensive player in 10 years, and it's my backup instead of a weapon. So I, I don't— I think if they would have got a D back last year instead of a wide receiver or instead of 
love, it wouldn't have been a big deal, as big of a deal. He just would have made someone else that top weapon outside of Adams. But because you got my backup, it tells me you're making plans already. Yeah, and it's also like like you said, it's like as long as you're making the effort, you draft a wide receiver, they turn into a bust, whatever. You whatever. use the first round pick, you're trying to get your quarterback some weapons. Yep. They wait till the third round this year to draft Amari Rodgers when they knew Aaron Rodgers was mad. Why yeah. do you not take a wide receiver? Even- well, why do you not? Because it, it became publicly two two hours before round one that your quarterback let the rest of the world know that he wants gone. You knew it for a couple months. You knew it for a year. Uh, but now two hours before the draft, now the Packers feel disrespected and now it's going tit for tat. And, and you can't play that game because pride comes into play. Uh Aaron, Aaron, who threatened retirement, you know, we've heard that from far. We've heard that from many of players. Uh, the only one who I believed when they first said it was Andrew Luck. When he told me he was, when he said to the world he's retiring, I, I believed there was not a bone in my body that thought he would be back. Uh, Aaron Rodgers tells me he's retiring. Every bone in my body, uh, even the fun bone, is saying this dude is lying. Get the heck out of here. He will be back. Um, and so I, we, you've been talking boss or baby. I think the ultimate boss move is to walk into your boss's office and just be like, either trade me or I'm going to go host Jeopardy full time. Yeah, yeah. I think that's amazing. That's a boss move, depending on if Jeopardy is the same to you as being the <laughs> quarterback, star quarterback and MVP of a playoff Super Bowl run type team. Uh, the host of Jeopardy is awesome and it's fun and it's something that we all grew up wanting to be, or at least some of us. Uh, but being the MVP and winning a Super Bowl for a team and being that star that we know Aaron Rodgers, I don't think anyone can out say out there truly that they believe that Aaron Rodgers doesn't want the spotlight. Yeah, there, There's quarterbacks who I say, uh, Andrew Rodgers doesn't really want that spotlight. Or Peyton Manning, maybe uh, now he does, and he's great at it. He's a great personality, but I don't think he really always wanted that spotlight. Mm-hmm. Brady at times, I don't think, wants that spotlight. Aaron Rodgers, 24-7, I think, wants that spotlight. And I'll just say this much, that... The uh, Packers not only took Jordan Love in the first round. Remember, they also took A.J. Dillon in the second round, which everyone's like, oh, you know, that's an offensive weapon. Yes, but he also plays the position of their second best offensive weapon. And then they gave Aaron Jones a four-year contract. So now that pick is meaningless. Yeah, He he was buried on the depth chart. And because they, they traded up, one, to try and get Jordan Love, and two, the first two picks of the second round were T. Higgins and Michael Pittman Jr., both of whom look like they could end up becoming stars at wide receiver. Yeah, and T. Higgins, I always like T. Higgins, uh, but I don't know. It's a it's a bum deal. If I'm Rodgers, I'm upset, but I feel like there's better ways of going about it. And I love the show Boss Baby, but I think he's more of a baby than a boss on this one. Uh, we're going to talk about more. Of course, we're going to dig more into the headlines in the second hour. We got Kyle, our winner from last week, joining us uh, in about an hour in the second hour. Um, and then uh, I saw a video online of a guy running onto Soldier Field during a hockey game with Argentina. And all he wanted to do was soccer. meet soccer game uh, uh, against our or with Argentina. All he wanted to do was meet Messi. Uh, well, we have our chance to meet him. He's joining us in about 20 minutes. This is Go Deep, Hour 2 on the way. Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq, only on 1350 ESPN. Sam Summers breaking news in the first hour that uh, 
Hinterland tickets will be available next week. So get on that waiting list right now. Hinterland tickets will be available. Sold out within, I believe, three days a couple months ago. Uh, he's been he's been talking about the wait list for a while. And now he mentioned earlier in the first hour that tickets will go on sale. They haven't announced it yet. So you're the only ones who know right now. Tickets are will go on sale next week. Get on that wait list because people on the wait list will have first dabs first dibs at the at those tickets hinterlandiowa.com hinterlandiowa.com going down the first weekend in august uh he also let us know about fourth of july weekend big country bash uh sam's got his hands in everything and he produces curates picks the lineup books the lineups everything for the big country bash as well lee bryce john party uh scotty mccrary ingrid andrus i believe her last name is tyler farr um brett young it's gonna be a Good two nights, fireworks each night, military discounts going on. Still to the end of May, you can get two day tickets for ninety nine dollars with their special. Um, otherwise, I think it goes up to maybe sixty dollars or seventy dollars a day. Uh, so make sure you hop on bigcountrybash.com. He also let us know that he's out here plowing fields, bought some land. That man stays busy. I don't know how he sleeps. He's got a young daughter, wife. He, I guess, I'd stay out of the house too if I had a young daughter and wife. Well, I have a young daughter, just no wife, but. Uh, busy man, so appreciate him coming through and joining us like he does monthly. Tavian Banks, appreciate him coming through, talking a little football, talking a little Aaron Rodgers, baby or boss. Um, I think the consensus, well, Tavian said boss. Uh, Sam, Frenchie, myself, we're leaning towards baby. Uh, I think he has the opportunity to make boss move. Well, I think Frenchie is 100% baby. You're not leaning? No, I'm 100% boss. I, oh, you're, you're boss on Rodgers? I think the Packers have screwed him over so oh, 100%. bad. 100%. I, I, I think he should have pulled this move last year, and I'm glad he won MVP. And I felt like he had all the chips in his corner to do whatever he wanted. I just don't like the way he how he did it, how he goes about making his moves. I mean, uh, he tried saying months ago. He told him that he was unhappy. Yeah. He, he told him a year ago that he was unhappy. He had an opportunity when he was in front of that mic after they lost the game. He could have said, hey, I've been unhappy. They drafted my backup. Instead of saying a beautiful mystery, he could have said, I'm not playing here anymore. He could have said, I'm going to go talk to them. It doesn't feel like I'll be playing here anymore. He could have said, I want to go somewhere else. He, he could have just been I'm assuming out. he just wanted to keep it private for yeah. as long as he could. It hasn't been private for about a year and a half. I, it wasn't private since the moment they hired that coach, actually, because it felt like he didn't take part in that hire. He didn't. I feel like it's one of those situations where your boss is younger than you or your new boss comes in and they're younger than you or your age and telling you what to do. There's always My a, boss uh, is younger than me. It, it, it's a, a cert, really? Yeah. Oh, ouch. I mean, you feel a certain way. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm younger than a lot of uh, my current employees. And I feel like they feel a certain way when the rules are coming down. And Aaron, especially someone like Aaron who got the hand, not technically keys handed to him from Brett Favre, but basically... <laughs> Keys handed to him. I mean, I don't think Brett wanted to give up the keys at the time, but he had this opportunity to take over in Green Bay where he did, and and that's his franchise. When you think Green Bay right now, you don't think the GM, you don't think Ted Thompson anymore, you don't think the coach, you think Aaron Rodgers. He is that team. He is that brand. He calls the shots there, and for the past two years, it feels like he hasn't been calling the shots, uh, which has changed his attitude. I just don't like the way he goes about doing things. I felt like all the chips were in his bag. He had the power to do whatever he wanted. If he wanted to leave, he could have picked his place. He could have said, send me to San Francisco by March. And he would have been in San Francisco by March. Uh, but to let it leak two hours before the draft, to go on to uh, the podcast, the Kickers podcast, and say, I forget the Kickers name, but... Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. Love his show. Uh, make sure you check that out, the podcast. But um, go on there and, and talk his trash instead of talking it, you know, to... to the, 
I don't know if you say it to the media. He obviously already said it to the Packers. There's just better ways. You're Aaron Rodgers. Get out of there. Deshaun Watson, there's better ways. Get out of there. And now you look at Deshaun Watson, man. I keep looking at that number 22. 22 cases. 22 pending cases, pending charges against Deshaun Watson. How do you get out of that? I, I was on his side for the first two weeks. By the time we hit 12, I was like, ah, you, you don't have that many massage therapists. Uh, but I, I just feel like if all this three months ago, Aaron Rodgers could have found a new home. Three months ago, Houston could have found a new home for Deshaun and had a much more successful draft. Do we even know or care who Houston picked this draft? Because we know it's not going to matter next year, right? I mean, their first pick, I believe, was Davis David Mills, uh, quarterback from Stanford. Okay. Which, if that doesn't is, say the writing's on the wall. But is that is that a Deshaun replacement? Or is that we just got to do something because he's here? Like, why not move up and act like we know Deshaun's not going to be here? Because they had nothing to trade to move up. Yeah, they gave up a lot. The first pick was third round. Yeah, they gave up two first rounders already. And they're like, you know what? We either got to keep picks to get Deshaun happy or we're going to have to go into a full-scale rebuild. And why not three months ago say we're not going to be able to keep picks to keep to make Deshaun happy. We know that. We can try to keep him all we want. We can try to say he's not going anywhere, but we got to take these phone calls. Could have gotten the number two overall pick. You could have gotten Could have got anything they wanted. Yep. Maybe not Trevor Lawrence pick, but anything beyond that they wanted. And I would, if I'm Jacksonville, and I, again, I would have took Rodgers from Jacksonville. If I'm Jacksonville, I'm definitely considering, I might not do it, but I'm definitely considering Deshaun Watson, before these charges came out, Deshaun Watson and, uh, you know, maybe another player for my first round pick and maybe another first round pick. I'm definitely considering. I might not do it, but could you imagine him in Jacksonville though? And then Houston having to, no, having to play Houston twice a year and him just coming out and just absolutely pissed off and just, he's going to throw five touchdowns because I'm every partially because their defense is trash. And that's why you don't trade within your division. But I mean, we gave up McNabb when we knew it was time. You, you make those risks, you make those decisions uh, to see what happens. Herschel Walker, uh, to the Eagles, you know, even Cowboys, you text me when the Eagles moved up and I'm like, wow, why are the Cowboys trading with the Eagles? But that shows you how much my Eagles have fallen. The Cowboys are so afraid of the Giants that they're trying to help the Eagles get players before the Giants. That has never happened. And the Cowboys still ended up with the player they wanted. Oh, yeah, they got a great pick. I mean, he's besides Pitts. I think he's the next Parsons going to be a Hall of Famer. I think Pitts, Parsons, and Sewell, or uh, what's the guy from Northwest? The Slater. Line, Slater. I think those three are going to be Hall of Famers. And we haven't seen them play a down of NFL football, but that is my prediction. You can bank on it. Those three players, and I won't even say barring injury because they're going to have their injuries, but those three players are lifelong players. And uh, especially, you know, I, I would like to see Parsons in a 4-3, but in Dallas in that 3-4, he's going to make a lot of noise. And, and that's the market, you know, what other team do we – praise so much but haven't won has won so little in the last two to three decades the Dallas Cowboys are almost the Yankees but the Yankees at least won you know every five years the Yankees can pull one out the Dallas Cowboys since 95 94 93 hasn't won anything and not even a playoff game I think they have one playoff win in that Romo era if that if that I think yeah they had one and Romo will always be remembered for sitting on the field no, that was Sanchez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, sitting on the field, grabbing his face mask, crying because he fumbled that snap against Seattle goal. for a game-winning field goal. Yes, okay. Uh, but the, but they're still America's team, you know? Why why didn't Seattle for some time become America's team? Why didn't Patriots? They almost became America's uh, enemy villain 
Uh, but why weren't they an American team? They're the Patriots. Why wouldn't they be the American team? Why because Dallas? Cowboys fans are the loudest and most arrogant, and they're going to once start chanting America's team. Well, because Cowboys branded themselves America's team in the late 80s and then won championships, so their fans spanned across the whole United States. A lot of the Cowboy fans have never been to Dallas, never been to Fort Worth. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they're, if they're and the ones that are from Texas, if we've learned anything about politics, <laughs> it's not the one that makes the most sense that's always right. It's the one who's the loudest. Yes, of course, and, and an argument as well. Uh, but it's how are they America's team when they haven't done anything? But for him to go to that market, a large market, Dallas is the top three radio market, top, top three media market, and obviously America's team. Uh, he's going to have that spotlight on him, but he's going to shine in that spotlight. And I, like I said, I would love to see him in a 4-3 defense, but that 3-4 in Dallas, I, I hate to see it as an Eagles fan. We're going to have to see him twice a year, Miles Sanders, and we're going to be a running team. So we're going to see a lot of him. He's going to get a lot of a lot of uh, fantasy draft tackles. Uh, but good for him, Pitts. Uh, good for the Falcons. Pitts didn't look happy when he got drafted. Fields didn't look happy when he got drafted. Fields had to come back to his couch, and then they announced it. And then you can see the guy sitting in a recliner next to him. I don't know if his uncle or his dad or whoever, but he didn't budge. He just sipped his coffee and looked straight at the ground. Fields just kind of hugged his family and said, man. And I don't know if that was chip on my shoulder. It finally happened. We already cried it out. Now we're on TV. And I'm, I th- I'm I just think- mad that I didn't get drafted sooner. Or I'm mad that I went to the Bears who were falling apart and probably fired a GM by the end of next year. You know, if I'm looking at it, if I'm Justin Fields, it's like the wait's finally over. I'm still a top 15 pick. I still went before Mac Jones, so I'm not, you know, I'm not the last quarterback taken in the first round. Obviously, I would have liked to have gone top five, top three, yeah. but overall, he was, I think that was the reason they were coming back because they just got off the phone probably with Pace and Nagy and had been celebrating out there. That's why they, you know, it was the same thing with Jalen Waddle when he got drafted by Miami. He just went straight out. Yeah, he already talked to his family. Yeah. He, yep. he already got, the, you get the phone call before you get, you get drafted. The phone call, but it just didn't, I, and Pitts too, it just didn't seem like that excitement was there where the rest of them were still, you know, smiling, excited, happy when they hugged the, uh, the Roger Goodell. Uh, Fields, I, I, I don't know. Bears are such a storied franchise, but for me, if I was Fields, I think I almost, and I don't uh, slap me after I say this, almost rather went to the Jets. If I was Fields, I mean Robert Sala, plenty of cap space. New York, uh, a GM who might be there more than eight months. Uh, a GM who has a head coach least, that's going to be there for longer than yeah, eight months. A, a coach that you respect. You know the defense is going to be good. You know he's going to bring you some weapons. Um, you know I, I'd rather go to San Francisco. I'd rather go to the Jets. I'd rather go to Philadelphia. I'd rather go to the Washington Football Team if I'm Fields as opposed to the Bears. And which is sad to say because the Bears are the Bears, Chicago, the Bears, the Bears. But you got a, a GM who's going to be fired at the end of the season, no matter what happens. If they win a Super Bowl, their GM should be fired. He should have been fired months ago. I said it. I hope he's listening. He should have been fired months ago. Their head coach, I don't think he should be fired, but he's got two more years left on his contract. And I don't know if you renew that. I think you give him a fresh start. I think he's a good coach. I think you give him a fresh start somewhere else and let Fields start with someone else. But this GM obviously was a shot in the dark. Great pick by the Bears. It's just, it's bad timing for Fields <laughs> because what's Robinson doing? Have they resigned well, Robinson? They tagged him. So I think. Uh, yeah. So he's gone after next year if they don't, you know, a new GM is going to change all of it. Uh, but uh, Washington football team, if I'm Fields, that's a better home for me right now. The Jets, that's a better home for me right now. Raiders, Philly, Giants. I mean, <laughs> there's. Uh, Chicago Bears, I hate to say it, 515-244-1350, 244-1350 if you disagree, but um, I hate to say it, it's just not where I want to be. 
Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. I got David Cardenas coming on next. I was watching this video on YouTube. Someone ran onto Soldier Field during an Argentina soccer game a couple years ago, and all they wanted to do was hug Messi. Police got him. Messi walked up to him, said something. We're gonna talk to David. He was that guy. We're gonna find out what Messi said right after that. Right after this, go deep. You're tuned in to Go Deep, 1350 ESPN. Still to come, we got comedian Dante Powell joining us in about 24 minutes. Uh, we'll get to Frenchie's D3 and 3 as well. Shout out to Tavian Banks joining us uh, this past hour, along with Sam Summers, creator of Hinterland and the Big Country Bash, along with Woolies, Up Down, uh, and now a farmer, letting us know that Hinterland tickets will go on sale again next week if you're on a waiting list. Or if you're not on a waiting list, you better get on there, hinterlandiowa.com. Tickets will be available to people on a wait, waiting list finally next week. Uh, and the Hinterland's not announcing that uh, until later today or in a few days. So that was some breaking news from Sam. Uh, joined now with David Cardenas. David, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing all right, guys. Uh, you're you're virally famous, man, because uh, you took it upon yourself to run onto Soldier Field, which a lot of people want to do, especially when the Bears are losing, um, <laughs> and, uh, and try to get at Messi. Uh, before we even talk about, and I want you to paint that picture for me here in a second, but what was the plan originally? I know it wasn't just an impulse drunk move and you said, I'm going for it. You, you thought about this before that day, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a little premeditated. I, uh, I really wanted to go to this game. I'm, I'm from, uh, the middle of Iowa. So it's about a six hour drive to Chicago. And I asked my brother if he was going, he couldn't go. So I was like, Oh shoot. Well, I don't know how I'm going to get there. And then, um, so like, four days before the game I, I was at the uh, ymca and i saw some friends and they said that they were going and i asked if i could tag along and they said shoot yeah come come through and uh so i bought my ticket that night i remember and i, I just remember thinking i'm like okay i'm buying a ticket to meet messi <laughs> like i just <laughs> already had it in my head that i was gonna try and do everything i could to, to get as close as i could to him but during the game i mean have you have you done something like this before you you streaked you you've run on the field before uh, I mean, maybe kicked the ball into a into a local soccer game and had to get the ball out of the out of the game, but nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing like this. Nothing on Soldier Field. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing that big. So, so when you thought, okay, I, I got to meet Messi, there wasn't like let's hang out by the locker room. There wasn't like let's wait for the mm -hmm. bus to pull in. There was when <laughs> at the forty fifth minute I'm going to run on this field. Uh, so walk me through how this played out. Obviously, a couple drinks once you got there, a little li liquid courage. Uh. I think I think I had one one in the parking lot, but really I was just like trying to stay clear, and I was just like, you know, I can't I can't really be drinking that much because <laughs> if I end up uh, getting get into the cell, I don't want there to be there to be any uh, interference of them thinking that there was something else that had going on. But um, no, I just uh, yeah came came to the stadium and like I had it in my head, I hadn't told my friends yet. I'd only told my brother and. Um, yeah, so I mean, did your brother believe yeah. you? Did he know you were that crazy? I mean, he knows that I'm big. I'm that big of a messy fan, yeah. so <laughs> I think he there was a little uh, belief there. But um, no, yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, I was dead set on it, and I remember I was like playing soccer like days before uh, going to Chicago, and I was like telling everyone, I was like, "Yeah, you better better watch out. I'm gonna do this." And I posted it on my Twitter like the the morning of the game or something like that. I was like, I was like. Uh, follow my Snapchat so you can uh, see see me jump on the field and, and meet Messi and all that stuff. 
And um, and now he's on an FBI top- watch list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Top ten. <laughs> and um, no, but yeah, I. Uh, so the game started, and you know, I mean, um, I was I was getting pretty nervous because Messi didn't start the game. He was he had picked up an injury, and so this was actually his first game of the of the tournament, the Copa America tournament, and um, he ended up coming on like halfway through the second half or something and um i'm like okay now now this is possible and then um he scored a goal i'm like oh crap like i I gotta do it i mean he scored a goal he scored another goal i'm like oh my gosh i i I gotta do it i mean i gotta make this night even more memorable and then he scored a hat trick and i'm like okay you know like there's no way i'm pushing out now and uh so i went out and um was called told my friend that was sitting next to me and i said um, this is, this is my plan. So I'm going to do. And he's like, dude, don't do it. We, we got a game tomorrow. <laughs> we can't be to the game. You're going to be in jail all night. I'm like, uh, dude, I, I got it. And then I think I just told him I was going to the restroom or something and, um, got up out of our seats and I'd walk all the way around the, the, the stadium because, um, the inside of it, because, uh, Messi was on the, on the right side playing left wing and we we're on the complete opposite side. So I couldn't, I needed to get as close as I could to him to start with. And so I walked over to the other side and I waited until something happened to distract the, uh, the security guards that, that are standing right there in front of the aisles. And I think someone had scored or something. I think Aguero might have even scored. And um, so they turned away looking to make sure no one's getting too crazy. And I just darted, went into the aisle, and then I I cut into, into the seats and just kept saying, you know, excuse me, excuse me, and then went all the way down and, Got to got down to the first row and uh, sat next to this real uh, Argentinian man, like with a Messi jersey. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna jump on the field. And he's like, oh no, don't do that. You're gonna go to jail. And I'm like, oh, no, I got to. I'm, I mean, I made it this far. And um, and yeah, so I was I was like right there, but just you know, shaking like a leaf. I was just way too nervous for this for this moment. And um. My my original plan was to, you know, hop in at the end of the game, like not after the final whistle, but just like sometime towards the end. So, you know, the the, the cameras would still be rolling. But, I mean, it, it was just so hard to get myself up and over that, that little wall. and um, <laughs> The little obstacles that you don't think of when you're going to jump on a field, soldier field. Exactly, yeah. I mean, my legs were shaking out of my shorts. It was crazy. <laughs> and, um, and then there was this photographer there. I think he was just doing his own thing. But, um he asked me if I was going to jump on the field, oddly enough, out of nowhere. Maybe I just had that look in my eye. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, actually I am. And he's like, oh, he's like, can I take your picture? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And then I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa do me a favor, though. Uh, let me know when, like, that security guard is looking that way. And I'll keep my eye on this security guard and see when he's looking that way. And everything just kind of fell into place at the right time. He, he tapped my shoulder. When that guy was looking the other way, the guy I had my eyes on was looking the opposite direction and the whistle blew for the, for the end of the game. It all happened like all at once. And so as soon as that whistle blew and I got the tap, I just, you know, nothing. I mean, it was just adrenaline that, that pushed me over to the edge and jumped that little wall and hit the ground running and was actually running in the, in the wrong direction at first. Cause, cause I wasn't wearing my glasses and uh, couldn't, <laughs> couldn't really figure out who was messy. <laughs> and, and I was like, Okay, you gotta come okay. with a better plan. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta yeah, premeditate this a little better. And and now you just threw out your bit. co-conspirator, the uh, photographer guy at Soldier Field. He's going to jail now. I, I, I'm watching this video, man, and 
you know, you ran out to the field, you got to Messi, and, uh, you know, I'll actually what you said to him or what he said to you, uh, but then you get tackled, mm-hmm. but he kind of sticks around, and then one of his teammates, number 11, I can't tell who that is, uh, kind of sticks yep, around. Did you have well. your Did you have your phone in your hand along with the t-shirt and pen, or was that just a pen? I saw that the teammate 11 picked up something that you dropped first when you got tackled, <laughs> and then Messi kind of yeah, came yeah. in to talk to you. What were you holding? And good thing he came over, too, because um, that's Aguero. He plays in the, he plays for Manchester City in the Premier in the Premier League, and... Uh, Premier. Um, so he knows a little bit of English where Messi really doesn't really know any. And um, so he's actually the one that came over. And when the guards were on top of me, he was like, hey, guys, take it easy. Get, take it easy. And um, so, so yeah, he was a big help coming over. That was really nice of him. And, and yeah, my phone flew out of my hand when I got <laughs> here. So, uh, so he picked it up. And, like, there's a picture that I have where he's, like, looking down at my phone. It looks like he's, like, trying to, like, figure out my passcode. <laughs> and, uh, what did, yeah, what, exactly. what did Messi say to you? Did he sign the T-shirt for you? Did he say congrats? Or yeah. What? So, I mean, when I first went up to him, even before I I was knocked down, I like, I mean, I was just, you know, the 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 moment was just so big. I was just like rambling. I was just, oh, Messi, you're so big, and like you're you're the greatest. All this stuff. I'm a huge fan. And then, and then I got tackled. And then all I was saying, Messi, help, help. <laughs> and then uh, they both came over, and uh, yeah. My my pen had gone, my Sharpie had gone knocked knocked out of my hand. So he picked it up, and uh, while I was like getting up, I was on my hands and knees. He he signed he signed uh, the back of my shirt. I had a I had a Messi Barcelona jersey on, and um, so he signed that as I was getting up. And then then I got closer to him, and like I was face to face, but I was still cuffed. And I was just like I was like a hug, Leo. And then he's like he pulled me in, and he's he's like you're brave, and I'm like. Oh. And then I just kind of, I mean, it was, it was some, really some, tear, some tears come out there. Was that an emotional that, moment oh, for you? I mean, yeah, I think so. But part of it was because the the guys who picked me up, they're like, I mean, they were mad because I made them look bad at their job for not keeping me oh, away yeah. from the, the guy. But they're like, oh, this is a felony, this and that. And I was <laughs> just like, you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, man, so, join, join here with uh, David Cardenas. Uh, if you Google fan jumps to field to jumps on field to meet. Uh, Messi, you'll uh, see him in his twenty thousand views. Um, man, uh, was it worth it looking back? Oh man, mo- most definitely. Yeah, I mean, got you on the radio. Uh, did you yeah. go? To, did you go to jail? How was the? What was the penalty? Yeah, so um, I went to the stadium cell for like thirty minutes or something like that, and then after that, they they gave me a short ride to the downtown uh, uh, jail, downtown Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Didn't think about that part, did you? I know. <laughs> And, uh, no, but I mean, the guys were really nice officers. They just kind of like asked me, asked me why I did it. I remember saying like, oh, it's just stupid. And they're like, no, no, just tell us. And I'm like, I'm like, well, no, I'm just a huge fan of him, this and that. And, uh, okay. And then, I mean, like I was being real cooperative, obviously. And they're just like, yeah, you know, since you've been you know, real cooperative and all that, we're, we're going to knock it down to a misdemeanor, my partner and I, and I'm like, okay, great. And then, Spent like a few hours, four hours in the in that little cell, and then um, got picked up by my friends, and then ha- had a court date about like two months later. And my court date lasted about thirty seconds. It was just the judge reading off my charges and then dismissing them. So, oh nice, yeah, no, it was, it was all definitely worth it. Oh yeah, no charges, no no history from it besides the court yeah, video. No. Okay, right. <laughs> uh, in Jersey. You, yep. you do know uh, a guy who streaked at the Super Bowl this past year. He bet that there was going to be a streaker, and it was great odds and won a couple million. 
Um, I I heard about that. Yeah, think about this next time. Like, uh, let's let's plan this out a little better. Make some money off of it. You know, get a, get I know. a, get a little better cam- camera angles. Uh, were you recording Uh-oh. the whole time you were running on the field until you got tackled? Yeah, I have a I, I do. I have a I have like a selfie video of me that's up on my Facebook of me just <laughs> sprinting towards him and just just shouting Leo Leo and oh, no. and then as soon as I get tackled, you see my camera like like touch the grass and then it's kind of it kind of ends filming right there. But it's a funny video. If you were Messi, how would you feel about the Super League? Would you be excited about it? Or are you happy that it fell apart? Or um, if you're thinking from a player's perspective, who would be on one of those teams? Yeah, from a player's perspective, I mean, I think that they're they're kind of on the fan side. I saw a lot of uh, players from the Premier League, not necessarily any from the Spanish teams, but they spoke out about it and said, you know, football or soccer is nothing without the fans and all this stuff. And, I mean, then you, then you have all the restrictions that UEFA and FIFA were going to put in place where if you played a game in the Super League, you were automatically disqualified from playing in any World Cup or European Championship or anything like that. So... I mean, I'm I'm sure they they didn't want any of that happening. Yeah, it it looked like it was going to get messy, and it uh, you see it all the time. But it's almost like if in college the Big Five kind of started their own league, um, mm-hmm. you know, in in Iowa the CIML, a lot of Des Moines schools are starting their own league. Uh, but it, yeah, it would have been I I would have loved the competition, but the other leagues I think would have been hurt big time as far as viewership and competition levels. Uh, did you want it as a fan? You wanted the Super League. No, I uh, I think that's what makes those big games so special is that they, you know, they come, they only come around once in a while. It's not every single every week that yeah. you get to watch the big then, game. And then you like, I mean, I like rooting for the underdog, but when you have those teams, who's the underdog? I, I hate all, not hate all of them, but, you know, they're all the villain <laughs> because they're all so great. Uh, right. I exactly. love seeing an upset in soccer, a 1-0 upset. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with those teams, there's no real underdog. I guess one would play out, but. It, it it takes a lot from the competition, I think. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And then then you have to think about the fact that uh, a big motivation for a lot of these bigger clubs to get into it was because of like the huge uh, the huge payout that they were yeah, going to get revenue. for joining Super League and all that stuff. So I mean, the the, the reasons just kind of stack on on why like I think this was a, a really greedy idea, and I don't think it was for the best of football or soccer. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. But it always comes down to the money, and uh, maybe you should think about that next time you decide to run onto the field. Bet mm-hmm. on yourself first. <laughs> always bet on yourself. And uh, I would like to personally thank you for me and the other twenty thousand viewers that you weren't a streaker. <laughs> thank you for keeping your clothes on, uh, which is a, a smart move because when you're a streaker, they blur everything and you don't get to see the person's face. But you got pictures yeah. everywhere of Messi hugging you while you're handcuffed, uh, yeah. and and Frenchie now is showing me the video your vi- your personal video of you running on the field where it just Looks like Blair Witch Project, but and you uh, just see the phone go flying. <laughs> you just lay in the grass. And then you see it look like Lawrence Taylor laid a hit on you. Right. <laughs> go sideways. Uh, well, yeah, we appreciate you joining awesome. us, man. That, that was a great story. I saw that video and was like, we got to have him. Uh, so good work yeah. by Frenchie. Uh, and uh, you got any more plans that we should keep an eye out for? Any more uh, field runs? Next, would you Would you do it again? Next time you see me at a game, I'll I'll definitely contain myself. I'll, I'll be in the fan section. Yeah, or be a player. I mean, they're building that new soccer field in uh, in Des Moines. Don't don't be the first guy on that field. Be the second. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, see how the city reacts first. I'm gonna go out and do it again. Yeah. And hey, hit up if you're looking for a new car. Hit up David at Carl Chevrolet. Ah, there Carl you go. Chevrolet and Stewart. Carl Chevrolet and Stewart. David, we appreciate you joining us, man. We'll uh, hopefully talk soon. All right. Thank you guys. Yep. Appreciate yeah, it. Have a good one. Bye.
David not betting on himself, man. He could have made a lot of money on that Messi game, especially at Soldier Field. You know the you know there was bets on that game. Uh, and Messi scored two two goals that game. So three. I bet, he said hat trick. Three hat trick. So I would have bet on Messi going to over on the points, and I would have bet on there's someone running on the field. Uh, but the the story of him leading up to it, getting down to the uh, <laughs> getting down to the side and having the photo the photog from so Soldier Field being the lookout guy and giving him a tap on his shoulder when it's time to go. Priceless, priceless. Uh, having some fun, man. We're gonna have a lot more fun right after this break. We got comedian Dante Powell and the Big O. Let's go deep. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. Oh, man. Taking the, having the uh, courage to get all the way around Soldier Field, have to think about everything you're going to do that whole way around. Plenty of chances to tell you, no, this is a dumb idea. Not even drunk. Only one beer in the parking lot. And we got David hopping onto Soldier Field, running out to uh, hug Messi, and then getting tackled. Could you imagine running out in the Staples Center court to meet LeBron? Because that's like the equivalent. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't imagine myself running out to meet any male player. You know, I, I think it would definitely have to be a, uh, and not even Serena. It'd have to be a, a female player that I'm running out. I'm not chasing any dude down on the state on on the field. But I will bet on myself first. Uh, we're joined here with comedian Dante Powell. Dante, you ever streaked or ran onto the field? I, I hope that streak is a no. I don't know where that came from, but all, all the time, <laughs> yes. all the time. Just in I, your own neighborhood, you know, right? your own neighborhood. If there's one, one thing I'm willing to do, it's risk police interaction. Uh, so, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm out here streaking constantly. Stop resisting! Stop resisting! We just had this David guy <laughs> on, and David works for Carl Chevrolet. But he, uh, if you Google. Fan runs on field to meet Messi. He ran onto Soldier Field to meet Messi, and he, you know, he yeah. his plan. I, I looked that up, and then as I listened to him describe that situation, <laughs> I'm just like, is he snitching on himself? And the camera oh. guy. He's just, he just dry snitched on everybody involved. His brother yeah. knew. I mean, <laughs> FBI he is was listening. like, my man was like, yo, actually, the police were like, do you want a hot dog? Like, yeah. can we bring you by concession? <laughs> they dropped my charges, him and his partner. They're, yeah. they're guilty, too. Like, I, I'm just watching the yeah. movie play out in my head of everyone who gets in trouble for everything he just said on this show. Yeah, uh, he's like, the judge brought in a projector and played it for everybody else who had court that day and then high-fived me and slapped me on the butt. Told me. Brought some popcorn the in. The, your week. Yeah. the bailiff got drinks. I, l- I love that the other player was there to be a translator for him, Messi, because he didn't. He, <laughs> yeah. didn't, he didn't think about that part at all. That Messi is not going to understand yeah. anything I say. <laughs> like, get over here, sport. I need you to tell me <laughs> yes. what I'm thinking. Tell him I love him and I want a signature. Hurry before they tackle uh, me. Uh, yeah, there's some there's some good angles on that. <laughs> it's hard hard to pass up those type of interviews, man. You run into someone like that, you're like, oh, I got I got to know. I got to know what was going through your head and what was this process getting down to the field. Uh, he spelled it yeah. out, so I, I hope we have a copycat next time they're at Soldier Field. Uh, no, that, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm definitely writing jokes about that. Yes, Trust yes, I, I I might have a few of my own. Uh, <laughs> I think I asked you this question in future tense last week, uh, so I'm going to ask you in past tense now. The biggest surprise of the draft was? Ooh, um, I think the Bears trading up to get Justin Fields was the biggest surprise for me. Yeah, biggest um, surprise for Fields too. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, I, you you know what's funny? I uh, I I texted Frenchie because I I never like I I never try to bother you guys, but I texted Frenchie and I just hit him with uh, hashtag QB one. I was like, yo, I, like, pretty good. Like what? Yeah. Like how did this happen? Yeah, like, I couldn't. 
that that social media guy is fired. <laughs> that social media guy is fired, and he was told to do that. But yeah, so uh, hopefully that was just a good. They can go back now and say that was a joke. Gotcha. April Fools. Look at the date. I don't know how. <laughs> Denver passed on fields at nine. I don't get it. Uh, because two hours prior to that round, Aaron Rodgers said he was av- available. And that's Denver. John Elway saw stars and shining lights and a way to keep his job and said, hey, I got an idea. And so instead, the- he's going to see Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater under center. Yeah, well, I don't, do you... Right. It, will Aaron Rodgers play another game for the Packers, Dante? Uh, Yes. Yes. <laughs> He will? You think he's, he's back next season? I think so. I think they're going to dig in their heels. I think he's going to not like it. But I also think that he likes – one thing about Aaron Rodgers, people give him crap all the time. But that dude, like, when people are playing with him, he takes care of his guys on the field. Like, that, that's like him and, and Brady and, like, oh yeah, all the greats are really good at that. So, like, Devontae is probably looking at him and going – Hey man, I know you're upset, but like if you do make it back, I'm ready to go. And Aaron Jones is probably saying the same thing. And he, I mean, it's not like he's completely devoid of weapons, but it does suck to watch other teams load up their quarterbacks with talent all over the place, and you can't get a decent secondary receiver because your team's drafting corners and you know, a backup quarterback. Yeah, your replacement. And we see, we saw Russell Wilson can go through this a couple months ago. We saw Deshaun Watson go through this a couple months ago. Uh, these teams somewhat have the leverage, and so they're holding their players hostage almost. Uh, but then in, in the end, it, it seems like the, the teams are who get screwed because three months ago, they could have got a lot for Rodgers. Three months ago, uh, Deshaun Watson could have brought a lot of value to the Houston Texans where they weren't waiting to the third round to pick a draft pick that may not mean anything for the next three years for them because they're going to still yeah. be re- rebuilding. Uh, you know, there three months ago, Denver Broncos could have picked up one of these three quarterbacks and moved on. You know, Bears tried and Bears got a quarterback. Uh, but Rodgers, is he a boss or a baby? Is he making boss moves or is he making baby moves? How he's moving out this way? I think it's absolute boss moves. Like, okay. I think the baby move is to sit there and just take it and not say or do anything. Like he, as much of a, like, people tend to talk about him in a way that he's, he's a little arrogant and, you know, they, they say he can be a baby. But to me, if you do what the Packers have done, like, that's, they're just as much a problem here. And then they just sit there and, and, you know, they throw the rocks and then hide their hands. Well, no. He's saying, put, put your hands up. Like, let's see those hands. Yeah. They don't, <laughs> you don't get to just, do stuff that's obviously a slight to me, and then I'm just supposed to sit here and, and just take it. Like, no, you, you got to say something, and I'm I'm glad he I'm glad he is. And I, if it ends up, so so my thing is this: if it ends up getting him traded, then he wins. If it ends up getting him better talent, he wins. However, if he goes out and plays for the Packers this year and they don't win, you know what we're all going to be saying? Well, they didn't get him. They didn't get him any help last year. They yep. drafted Jordan Love, who's a bust. Well, they didn't get him much help this year. There were a bunch of receivers on the board, and they took a cornerback in the first round. So, I think playing that up is a win-win for him. So, I think one of the things we've seen this year is players trying to take some power back from the owners. Because when you think about mm-hmm. it, the, the, the big sports in the United States, you got baseball, basketball, football are really the top three, with you know also NASCAR and hockey. Uh, hockey up there as well. But those are your major three. 
in baseball and basketball, your contracts are fully guaranteed unless there is like a part of it that said this is a partial guarantee. In football, you get your guaranteed money, and that's only on the major contracts. Yeah, you got to work for the rest. But I'm just the players do not have much power in the NFL no. because a team can a team can cut them tomorrow. The the Dolphins are cutting their team captain and starting safety because it's a cap hit. It's like, oh, sorry, yeah. we overpaid everyone else, so you're one of our best players. We got to cut you. But yet you can't just walk away from your contract. Like exactly. They can cut you. Yeah, it's your boss. It's yeah. a business. Uh, and obviously the players want more power, and that's what the union is for, and that's what they're fighting for. But they lost that war by it. You know, they didn't want an extra game. You got an extra game. Uh, the rules changes. Uh, you know, the players aren't going to always win that war. The owners, for now, are going to have most of the power. But there, I, I just feel like there's there's ways of going about it and and pushing your way around behind closed doors. By the time it makes it public, and with social media, everything's going to become public, whether it's a true story or a false story or uh, extended story. Uh, but I, I just feel like Rodgers could have got out of there last or last year even. I mean, he gave them excuses after having an MVP season. I hate to say it, but now they're saying we didn't. We showed you we didn't need to draft a receiver last year because we should have went to the Super Bowl if it wasn't for my bad play calling at the end of that game. Uh, so, but but does that? But he would then just say, "Well, had I had a better receiver on those first three downs, we would have had more points. <laughs> we would have yeah. we would have gone to the Super Bowl." So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he uh I don't know. So if if Rodgers leaves the NFC North, who becomes the best quarterback in the NFC North? It's got to be Jared Goff. I or wow, that's he has the most the potential left. Yeah, and we've seen him in the Super Bowl. We didn't see much from him in the Super Bowl, but no no Kirk Cousins, no no uh blind potential off of fields or Jordan Love. It's it's, it's Goff. We know that he's going to succeed in in doubt in Detroit. I mean, I I would assume that like I'm we're just talking this year overall fields. I I, want, I think he's going to be great uh, in Chicago actually, but I don't see him coming in and being a first year starter and and being better than either of those those other two. And then Cousins, I just I've never been a Cousins guy, man. Like I I, I know he can get the job done and and he beat my Saints in a playoff game, but. Because I of an offensive pass interference that wasn't called. <laughs> that is correct. I, I still harbor some resentment about that, and I I actually try not to even bring it up. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Frenchie. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I yeah, man, like, I'm excited to see what, what golf is going to do in Detroit because I think with, with the limited weapons and, like, the – like, I just don't think the expectations – are going to be very high. And I think for a player like golf, that might actually be a little helpful. Yeah, and they they drafted an offensive lineman. They got Swift, if he can stay healthy. Uh, they lost yep. some, you know, we went through their, their starting receivers. Uh, Perriman and Williams from uh, San Diego might be their best bets. Um, but yeah. it, it, I, I just don't know what the Detroit Lions are. I don't know what, what kind of offense they're going to be running. Run game, I assume, but... I don't know what to think of them yet. So my Listen, favorite, when you got a team, oh, go ahead, Frenchie. <laughs> I was just going to say my favorite thing about Jared Goff going to Detroit was a meme I saw after the draft, and it was Jared Goff showing up at the uh, at the airport to pick up Panay Sewell, and it was just a screen capture from Eight Mile with Eminem just looking <laughs> super depressed no. in the <laughs> front seat, <laughs> like no no weapons, no help. Got a lineman. That's incredible. 
<laughs> but where, where but, are you going, Dante? You guys, yeah. you got to remember that now Jared Goff is going to have to like bite some knees. So yeah, he's got he's got to be a different. Now. He's got to be a wrestler, WWE wrestler. First yeah, coach. We got, might see a different guy here. And which uh, <laughs> out of all the quarterbacks to pick uh, off the bench of teams last year, I don't know if Jer- Jeff Goff or Jared Goff is the guy uh, that I pick as the tough knee biter uh, type of quarterback, but. Hopefully that's he what this week at Panay Sewell for. <laughs> yeah, he's a he big boy. He likes to eat. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't have to <laughs> taste that turf too much. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm more of a the blind blind uh, guess of Fields being the best quarterback at the end of next year. If Rodgers doesn't play another game for the Packers next year or any games for the Packers next year, I think Fields is going to end with the best season. I think Vikings might have the best record or might, maybe Packers. I don't know what love is. Uh, you know, they, they got a running back now. they Supposedly stacked up their defense a little more. I I don't I just don't know about that division if Rodgers is gone. But I hope you know for Rodgers' sake, I want to see him gone. I'm always for the players' team. I just think that there was better ways to go about it. And he, he kind of sounds like a baby at times when he when he tries to w- get his way. I mean, if just, I if I could throw out a guess for you, my guess is that I, I think Rodgers just plays for the Packers this year, and I don't think. I think the Packers win the division. They do well, and maybe I mean they have Super Bowl potential. Yeah. But I think this is just a play. I think this is just him getting them back for doing that yeah, yeah. and he setting himself up. I think he's just you know preempting the excuses and saying, okay, well, you, if we make it to the NFC Championship and I lose to Brady again, I didn't want to be here in the first place. I asked to be traded, <laughs> um, and then if they end up winning at all. Then he has some some leverage going into next year to be like, you know, hey, I, I gave him a Super Bowl. Now they have to let me go, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, when all he actually wants is them to uh, draft whoever the next great uh, wide receiver or tight yeah. end may be. And I think it's it's worst-case scenario for him if they come back, if he comes back next year and they go to the Super Bowl. Well, and for the Packers because, one, yeah, you want to keep him, you you – you can't extend this guy. You can't, and even if you extend him, you're not keeping him more than you. You can extend him on a three-year, four-year contract. You're not keeping him more than one more year after next year, no matter what happens. You know, you're not going to want him at that point uh, with the cap, his age, and not the uncertainty. Even if he runs you to the to the Super Bowl again next year, uh, but I I just don't see him suiting up any more games. Just like I don't, I said months ago, I don't see Deshaun Watson playing another game for the Houston. Um, I will say this. Adam Schefter just reported a little bit ago that the Packers have begun exploring QBs. They can add to their roster for OTAs and training camp because yeah. right now Jordan Love is the only other quarterback under contract, and they don't know if Rodgers is going to come to OTAs and training camp. And Jordan Love is listed as number three on their depth chart. So riddle me that, Batman. If if this guy who's supposed to be your replacement, who you saw all last year in practice, is now still number three on your depth chart, uh, what's going on? So, yes, I, I think they have to. You know, I don't think that's... Huge news that they're getting extra QBs to go to OTAs and probably training camp. Uh, you got to have that. You needed that anyway if Rodgers were staying. Uh, but anyone you pick up to go to OTAs is not going to be Rodgers' replacement. <laughs> you got you got to make a bold, big move. And whether that's yeah. with Denver, whether that's with uh, Jets or or the Raiders, call call Chicago and see if Andy Dalton's available. Oh, QB one, QB one, QB two. <laughs> does, does, does Fields does Fields start this season for the for the Bears? Probably. I I would like to see all these guys sit a year. Uh, yeah, you always want to see Trevor them stay Lawrence. Here, but but 
uh, doesn't Fields have to? I mean, the GM, the pace, the GM uh, just made a shot in the dark for Fields. This is his last year of his contract. He's fired regardless. But don't you have to just put all your chips on the table, whether he gets injured or not? You got to say, you're out here, young kid. This is this is for my life and wealthiness and well good, wealthness, wellness. Uh, but I, I feel like he has to start. There's no other choice for him to not start that very first game. Uh, yeah, all those words you just said. It, he needs <laughs> – it's not going to matter. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> – like, if it's me and I'm Justin Fields or Matt Nagy, I'm looking at this and going, if I'm Nagy, I'm going, hey, I got I got Justin ready, but I, I feel like if we put him out there, we're, we're a few tools away from him being great. Yeah. So why don't we go into next year's draft, get a new GM, take a look at, you know, I, I'm in the owner's ear. Trying to, uh, <laughs> he better be because I, we're not sure that Nagy's keeping his job next year. You know, he's he's got two years left, but he probably should have been fired with the GM this past year. So, you know, he yeah. needs a good playoff run with whoever his quarterback is. Uh, let's let's get into your uh, big O. We still got Kyle to get on here before the show ends. Uh, let's hop in his big O, Frenchie, and uh, see what Dante has for his offensive player or oddball of the week. Oh, 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 the big O with comedian Dante Powell. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. Comedian Dante Powell, the mic's all yours, sir. All right, man. Uh, I, I only got a couple of honorable mentions this week. The first one goes to Steph Curry, who at this point we might as well just rename the big old segment the <laughs> Steph Curry Invitational. Yeah, or at least the um, Steph Curry mentions. Yeah, just incredible work he's been doing uh, this year. But uh, my second honorable mention goes to John Means, who was – a wild pitch away from a perfect game yesterday, but threw a no-hitter regardless uh, as the Orioles shut out the Mariners. Uh, but my offensive, the best offensive performance I saw this week was Russell Westbrook uh, putting up 14 points, 21 rebounds, and 24 assists Monday as the Wizards beat the Pacers 154-141. to My man is an absolute beast. I have no idea how anyone even does anything like that. So, shout out to, to Mr. Westbrook. Mr. Westbrook, who was actually in Des Moines a couple years ago for a birthday party for Nick Callison. Uh, yeah, he, you know, people are saying he's doing it for stats and you're not going to win championships that way. But I, even if you're doing it for stats, 24 assists, that's not ball hogging by any means. Uh, right. So, you, he's getting players in position to score, whether it's him driving every time, whatever is whatever he's doing is working. It may not translate to wins. Uh, but you would think the backcourt with him and Bradley Beals would be a lot better team uh, when they probably both should have been traded somewhere else. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. But uh, you know, it's a close one because means that's is not often that we say the the Baltimore Orioles pitched a no hitter. 1969 <laughs> is the last time anyone's been able to say that. It's not too often yeah. you get to say anything positive about the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, well, two years ago, yeah. uh, you know, Buck Showalter, whoever it was, they had that they brought back, got them into the playoff run. But yeah, I mean, and and both those franchises, the Mariners, has been a while since we, they've had some great times, and uh, and Baltimore. But yeah, that was a big game. But yes, yeah, so Westbrook, and uh, I start the show by saying he's now in that that conversation for MVP. I don't think he's winning. I don't think he's going to get many votes, but. Uh, these right. performances the last two weeks. He just he started the second half of the season doing these, but this is what Westbrook does. I mean, I I saw an interesting stat about him. You know, he could play in every game for the rest of the year, 
no points, no assists, no rebounds, and still average a triple-double. Yes, and Oscar Robertson's the only one who's averaged it once. He's averaged it now four seasons. Four times in five yeah. years. Ridiculous, and on different teams. What, three different teams? So, I mean, yep. that, that shows the player. And, and I saw people trying to rank him as a point guard overall, and they put him behind Curry and Magic, Oscar Robertson. Uh, you know, people always put Magic first. I got Oscar Robertson first. It's, you know, tomato, tomato. Uh, but man, he's he's working his way up that list, and obviously Chris Paul heard our argument a couple months ago, and he's uh, he's now in that MVP race because I, you know, I again I've said it, we're we're playing again pickup ball. I'm picking Chris Paul every time, but on the all time list, that top fifty, top one hundred, I got to look at rings and Parker's there. But Chris Paul, man, he's the son. Oh, we all know your trash opinion on this. Uh, hey, man, it's you you got to look at rings. Ask Dan Marino. You got to look at rings. Ask, ask Charles Barkley. Gotta look at rings. How does how does Shaq make fun of Charles Barkley every show, every week? Rings, Chuck. Rings. Uh, Dante Powell, comedian. Appreciate you joining us, man. Where can we find you this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I'm going to visit my family in Louisiana. Oh, so yikes! You can, can find you in the backwoods. You can pull up on us. Yeah, <laughs> no, no thanks. Come down. No thanks. <laughs> you can come back with stories. I, I stay away from those uh, southern parts. You heard me. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You you have fun with that. Uh, Fresh Prince or whatever you yeah, people hey, in Philly yes. call yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Philadelphians, thank you. Yes, we will it's it's somewhat south, but we we're far enough east that we're there's no roads named plantation anywhere where I'm from. Uh you might not oh, be able to say the same thing. <laughs> uh appreciate you, man. We'll uh we'll check in with you next week. All right, man. <laughs> Comedian Dante Powell joining us. We gotta get to uh Kyle, our winner from last week. See if he can call in. Kyle hit us up 515-244-1350. Um we uh, want to talk about uh, your winnings. We're going to take a quick break and hop into Kyle, who won $25 to Wingstop. Let's go deep. Comedian Dante Powell with his uh, Offensive Player of the Week. And uh, honorable mention for uh, Curry and Means with the no-hitter. First time since 1969 that Baltimore Orioles has had a no-hitter uh, pitcher. And uh, one little error, and he would have had a perfect game. Uh, we're going to get out of here shortly, but we're joined now with our winner from last week, caller Kyle, who uh, gave us his top five for a chance to win $50 from Wingstop. But all he had to do was make sure Tavian Banks was wrong with his top five draft picks uh, for him to win 25 And congratulations, Kyle. You won $25 to Wingstop. Uh, don't spend it all in one place, or I think you have to, actually. Uh, but you, uh, you unfortunately missed on three and five, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised either. Yeah, those were the, and that's why we didn't do top ten because we knew there was going to be a little little shuffle in that that three through five area, which is where Tavian missed. Uh, Frenchie, can you run through Tavian's picks? Do you have them still? Yep. So Tavian, as everyone knew, Trevor Lawrence won, Zach Wilson too. Everyone knew those two were going there. He had Justin Fields going three, as did Kyle. The one that was really weird is he had Devontae Smith going four, <laughs> who ended up not going till pick ten, and Kyle had was correct with Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Kyle picked Kyle. And then uh, everyone had, or all three, Tavian, Kyle, and Dante all had Sewell going fifth overall. And we knew the Bengals were going to be the Bengals. Sewell was the best pick. I mean, you were, you were perfect suggesting that, but I think you just forgot the Bengals are the Bengals and they were going to chase a wide receiver or whatever didn't make sense, uh, which is still a good pick for them, but, um, you know, cost you $25 extra to wing stop. Uh, but uh, congratulations on winning, man. I know you are a Vikings fan, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So hear me out. Rodgers, in my opinion, will never play another game for the Packers. If he leaves this summer, who becomes the best quarterback in the NFC North? Oh, 
I mean, there's not really much to pick. From no, there. you got Jordan Love or whoever the Packers gets. You got Fields. You got Jarrett Goff, and you got uh, your boy Cousins. Are we slighting Andy Dalton? Oh, QB one, Andy Dalton. I, well, let's call him Fields. Let's just call Man. him Andy Dalton Fields. All pretty bad. I mean, Fields has the most potential, obviously. Yep. Goff's been there. Cousins is Cousins. I might have to go Goff on this one. Wow, the Vikings fan not picking your own veteran? <laughs> Dude, I hate Cousins. I, you know, and that I told Frenchie in the first segment, he's like, oh, you got to go Cousins. So I was like, ah, I think that's the obvious answer, but a Vikings fan or someone who's seen Cousins, like me as an Eagles fan seeing him in Washington, you know he's not the answer. He's a good fill-in, but, exactly. so, is, but so is Case Keenum. Uh, right, <laughs> uh, but yes, Jared Goff has been there, and that's who uh, Sam Summers picked off. Uh, Tavian Banks picked off. Um, I, I, I'm more of the blind pick with Fields, and just think he's going to end up with a better season than all of them next season. If uh, okay. if Rodgers leaves, he has Robinson. I, I just don't know what Detroit has for offense. Galladay's gone. They got Terrell Williams, and uh, they got Perriman. Uh, but I don't right. know their offense. I don't know what the Hector Coach is going to do. I like their picks so far. They got your five pick, uh, but. Uh, you would think Vikings are going to have the best season. If Rodgers leaves the Packers, automatically that puts Vikings as the best team, right? I would think so. But not Cousins as the best co- quarterback. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And you guys, uh, Vikings, you guys picked up another running back. Is that right? No, another quarterback. Oh. Kellen Mond. Oh, yes, Kellen Mond. wow. Okay. So you don't believe, so the Vikings don't believe that Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback in the division either. No, okay. he's got maybe a year or two left. Ah, okay, okay, I'm with you. Well, Kyle, congratulations, man. We'll make sure you get that prize out to you next week, uh, or early next week, we'll get it in your hands. Uh, And I appreciate you calling in, man. Make sure you check in with us next week. All right, thank you. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. You too. Uh, Go deep every Thursday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. here on 1350 ESPN Broadcasting Live from the Horizon Events Center. Uh, We're going to check in next week. We're going to start our weekly update with Dutour, Mountain Dew Dutour skaters. So next week, Melissa from Dutour said we'll have a skater joining us. We'll highlight a different skater each week leading up to the Dutour, which is March 20th through 22nd, also my Vegas weekend. Uh, Pretty excited for it. For Frenchie and myself, thanks to all our guests today. This is Go Deep.